Welcome everyone to the fourth episode of the ADP Average Dudes podcast. We got a pretty good show for you here. We're recording on Sunday night, Saturday night. Saturday what is night. It? It's Saturday it's night. Sa- oh, Saturday God. night. It feels well. like Sunday. Every day has been the same for me. Just getting ready for the move <laughs> here. Uh, but what we got here on the docket is we'll be talking about uh, my my draft right now. I'm doing a startup dynasty draft, so we're through six rounds. We're going to just kind of look at uh, my old team. <laughs> Uh, just kind of look at the the decisions we made here maybe a couple other rosters there we're going to look at some other trades that's been going on in some other dynasty leagues Uh, we'll have a quick little quarterback discussion of baker versus hertz and then we're going into a segment i'm really excited to do players we're willing to miss the boat on and then we're going to talk about the top running backs and what their usage is going to look like this season with the extra game in there and what me and Matt are going to kind of look at. And Matt's got quite a document that he's been working on that he's going to look at. And just real quick before we get started, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ADP Dudes, at ADP Dudes. And Matt, let's start getting some polls out there. I love voting on polls. I almost yes, put one out I, last night and I forgot. So. Oh, you should have. Uh, yeah, I need to step up the Twitter game a little bit yes. on the uh, the socials there. You know, get I that did. content flowing. I made a tweet today on mine, and I'm trying to get back into it. You know, switching, uh, switching cities, switching jobs. I'm going to have more time to be active on social media, so I'm excited to get back into that. And so uh, I did make a tweet today. So I went to the Cardinal game today. We're about to, you know, my last days here in St. Louis. I was like, ah, got to get to Bush one more time before, you know, we head north up to Green Bay. And so me and the dad went to, uh, me and pops went up to, or over to Bush and watched him actually win against the Pirates. That was pretty cool. Yeah. DeYoung hit a home run over us. That was pretty neat. Oh, that's that's fun. Yeah. We were sitting underneath Big Mac land and he smoked the front of it. So. Ooh, uh, that's exciting. So that was pretty cool. Um, But yeah, um, I hate the wave. I'm not a wave person. <laughs> I love fun, as we know from this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought, I thought the wave was fun. The wave and is the worst. So I <laughs> tweeted that MLB needs to stop worrying about banning foreign substances <laughs> and put more focus into banning the wave because it's just – it's the worst. It's the worst. You, you know, the, the thing that really – this is old man yelling. Well, this isn't even old man yelling at cloud. These were the other old people yelling at other clouds. <laughs> I want to ban – old commentators complaining about the shift yeah no the shift is it's fine yes it's fine and the i mean i I think it was tim kirkshin it was sunday uh yes sunday night baseball last week it was or no it wasn't sunday night it was tuesday one of those nights uh it was dodgers and was dodgers and padres this week um yeah i don't know it was padres padres were playing because uh, I were you Darvish was pitching, I was watching him. He's on my fantasy team. I like you Darvish a lot. Um, and I had to mute the game because these freaking commentators were just constantly talking about, well, you know, the shift. There used to not be a player there right behind second base. And now those line drives are no longer base hits. Ended and Matt it, Carpenter's career. It did. It did. It, it, he <laughs> it did. did that himself. He did that himself, though. He won that home run binge. Yep. He made salsa, and yep. ever since he is just line, ground ball to deep well, the, right center the salsa field. Salsa brought him back for half a season for two months, but yeah. that's what killed him, though, because then he didn't adjust. Right. No. He. Just, um, yeah. He sold out for power, and then he. Yeah. He didn't adjust, and he became a full-on yeah. pull hitter, and everyone just adjusted to him. And I think that's why I'm fine with the shift, is because you're taking Me a too. big risk in. Because what happens, you hit a ball right where, you know, mm-hmm. that position player usually is. 
kind of stings a little bit when you're like, that was a routine play when you're playing normal. And that's how you beat the shift, right? And or the how many times have we seen silly little bunts? Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember there was one time in spring training where uh, Prince Fielder <laughs> like, on bunted like tangent, three times. It's fine. <laughs> well, you know what? It's fine. Uh, I do remember there was a spring training where Prince Fielder was just like messing around because Prince Fielder was a prototypical shift guy 10 yeah, years ago. Right. Uh, but there was, there was a spring training where he was just like messing around. He bunted on like three straight times. <laughs> And that's well, awesome. In, in well, spring that. training, that's awesome. Yeah. Should <laughs> be no, doing that in spring training. I, I am tired of the people complaining about the shift. Get over it. Yeah, it's I like the analytics side of things. Um, but yeah, the the MLB side, don't even get me started about the the substance, all the checks and all that. It's ridiculous. Um sure Wayno, it was funny. Wayno got checked uh after the first inning. Yeah. Um it's just I think everybody probably is now. If you like, want to check them, just do it on their way to the mound. Yeah. And then it's done for the inning, right? Yeah. Bam, it's done for the inning. Managers should not be able to call for a check. Um, but since this is a football podcast, maybe okay, we should, fine. Maybe we should get into football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but speaking I think of on, leagues that have made questionable decisions, <laughs> uh, which one are we talking about first? Well, I know Darius Geis uh, might, might be back before too long, so that could be you know if he gets a two game suspension. <laughs> Guys could be back. Well, guy, he uh, the court case was dropped. The, he, they they made an out of a uh, what was it, out of court settlement. Okay. So therefore, guys could potentially be on his way back. I picked him up in our dynasty league uh, because the NFL is very noteworthy for being terrible at making suspension decisions. Right. I.e. Ray Rice two game suspension mm-hmm. for what he did. I mean, quite frankly, look at Ezekiel Elliott six game suspension. That's kind of almost more of the range I'm expecting. But I mean, if there's not a video. Exactly. The NFL doesn't well, really and look at you. look at Cream Hunt. Even if there is a video, it's what was his maybe ten games. So his was it was eight, wasn't it? like he was it eight. He, well, he was out for the rest of that year. But the Chiefs cut him, right? Yeah. And not that was and no one. Yeah, the Chiefs cut him immediately, and no one signed him. Obviously, which that was right. a an unwritten or unspoken thing that no one was going to do it right. Yes. And then he got eight games the next year. So yeah, that was what two weeks after the the showdown between the Rams and Chiefs. Probably. I think it was like two weeks after. I think he only played yeah. one more game after that amazing – was that Monday night game? Yeah, that was Monday night game. It was supposed to be in Mexico City originally. Mm-hmm. And right got moved because the field conditions sucked. Yeah. And then uh, – so he would have missed probably five, five-ish games. Yeah. The rest of that year and then eight the, uh, the year with Cleveland. But yeah. So that's how the NFL makes bad decisions, though. They're not very good <laughs> at doing disciplinary things. And I make um, I make bad decisions when I get bored and I want to make a trade in Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> just, I've noticed that that is kind of what happens for both of us. Let's just the, talk uh, about the, the trades, trades real quick. Oh, yeah, let's, um, let's start up there. So this is my this is my <laughs> here's my draft pick capital <laughs> in the in the league of uh, me and Matter in the Dynasty League of Ordinary Gentlemen. I have a 2022 third. And a 2023 third, and then that's it for the next two years in drafting. So I also made a trade, and I have a little bit less draft capital now than I did before. Um, but this is one of the things because I was like, I was almost like an arms race between me and you, right? Like, not to be, you know, Ooh, look at me go, but like, I think now I'm a very legitimate contender. Um, your team is better. 
I think you are the odds-on favorite to win the championship. I am the defending but champion. You are the defending champion. Also. And I've added pieces. Yes. And you're also getting back Saquon. You're getting back Dak. All these mm-hmm. things, right? Like, you are the de facto. You are, you are in. Yeah. But here's the thing. You are all in. <laughs> Versus, like, I am very in, but I still hold my first-round pick next year. I still hold the right. second-round pick in each of the next two years. But you now, don't have a first in either of the next two drafts. But I have a young team. Like my team's not old. My the only guy who's aging on me right now, I have Kelsey and Julio that are over, you know, like on the back hill for sure. Sure. But I was able to acquire Kyle Pitts. So I should be fine at tight end. And honestly, like I have Justin Jefferson, I have DJ Moore. I'll be okay. Like I'm the uh big battle as your QB three. Is concerning because yes. you know you're probably going to be down to two quarterbacks after mm-hmm. this year yeah. and only have a third round pick. So that is there's going to be some adjustment there, I would say. But you got as, some young guys to deal. I, yeah, I, I can I can definitely make a move there. Um, but also with our league the way it is, not being too deep, like I was able to get Taysom Hill last year on on waivers, right? Because I had no Dak. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like I can make a move. If the move or need if the need arises, essentially on that side of things, sure. but my my quarterbacks are Kyler and Dak, so right. I don't really need a, a legit QB three unless Dap snacks is snacks snacks <laughs> unless Dak snaps an ankle again, right? Yeah, well, That's worst or, case I mean, scenario. I, I tend to think in superflex though, you pretty much have to start two QBs every week, mm-hmm. and so even just a minor injury, miss a couple weeks, the bye weeks are in there. That kind of stuff does put you at disadvantage after yeah. this upcoming season, you know. That, that, it's a small ding. It's not even a dent. It's a ding, you know. Right. Like, you're not even going to get that one buffered out. You're just going to look at it and say it's fine. Well, and but, if people are acquiring a, a first-round pick, right, two years out, so, like, 2023 picks are being moved right now, right? Yeah. So, next offseason, the 2024 pick is, replace, or like, is replacing the 2023s, right? Sure. Okay, I have I have twenty twenty four draft capital. <laughs> That's true. You can just go ahead and trade those away. The LA Rams mentality. Yeah, it's yeah. This I am I am yeah. I'm treating draft picks like in the LA Rams in this league. Now, what I do like Not about it is thing. we made a trade with the same gentleman again. Um, yes. It's a different gentleman than the last one. Well, but, and I would say this one's not a three-team scenario. Like, no, the two trades I don't think affected each other. The way they did not. Did it, was just, it just happened to be the same gentleman again. Yeah. Um, but this guy, it was a two-day period because I, I did mine four days ago. You made your trade two days ago. Now, this guy was – his team is – he's the worst team in the league, <laughs> easily. Yeah. He had the number one overall pick, actually traded it away, but he got back a ton of picks for it, right? It's like actually and then, wasn't a bad move. No, it was like what almost two full classes, wasn't it? I think he got he got two firsts back out of it. Yeah, and so I've sent him another first. You sent him a first in your trade. We'll dive into that in a second. But he is now sitting. He still has Dalvin Cook, and I told him I was like, you should even try and shop him. I was like, he should. Me or Matt don't have the capital for that. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, well, but you should try and shop him and Madison because I was like, your team's going to be should be contending within you know at around twenty twenty three, right? Yeah. Started getting all these picks off. I was like, by that time, Cook's value is not going to really be that good or not as good as it is now. Like, he can get another haul. But he, as it stands right now, he has three firsts and three seconds next year and the year after. So he has six picks in the top 12 over the next two seasons and six in the top 24. Yeah. 
So he's, yeah, <laughs> he's got 12 um, picks of the first I'm 48. Just spitballing real quick. Uh, you said I don't have the draft capital. And I don't have the draft capital. But I do. We've seen the quarterback market, you know, shoot very highly up here. And uh, he, his quarterbacks, this is the one thing I think is a misstep on his rebuild, is that his quarterbacks are Cam Newton, Tom Brady, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. You know, I've got Mac Jones and Jordan Love over here. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying those two turn into Dalvin Cook, but I'm not saying they don't. <laughs> all right, so Matt's going to be going after Dalvin Cook. Hey, you know, I need content for this podcast, all right? That's why we're making these trades every – like once a week Let's I'm making see. a trade for content. So you have, you have your 23 class still because you, well, you got back a second for 2023. It, it's not my own. It's not yours, but you have all three I have, rounds. Yes. We, we do three rounds, and you have a second for next year. So Yes. You have more than me, but <laughs> – um, so, yeah. So, basically with the trades, we talked about my um, attempt to acquire stuff on digs in the other league. So I said, and we talked about offering up like a whole class, right? Mm-hmm. Or just being able to look at one, two, like multiple picks through the draft. So I went on, we use, uh, I, I'm an avid user of the Heath Cummings dynasty trade value chart, right? Love Heath. Great. Kansas City Great. guys. I live yeah. in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, me and Matt, only interactions with them on Twitter have involved beer. <laughs> this is true. We've never gotten actual fantasy advice <laughs> from, them, uh, from a tweet, but it's always been about beer. Uh, so I decided that let me look at Stefan Diggs in our, our league that me and Matt are in and just so happened to be in the guy who had, who's in last place. And I was like, all right, I'm going to throw all the picks at him. So I go on there and the, the last week we talked about Claypool and a first for Diggs, right? Well, I don't have Claypool in this league, but I have Deontay Johnson, the teammate. So I go and look, and he's only 0.9 points less than Claypool. So he's about a point different there. So I end up offering Deont, and I didn't have my first for the 2022. So I had to offer up a 2023 first, which is less valuable than next year's first. Oh, do I have this wrong on my document then? So I had to add picks. Um, Do you have it wrong? I might have it wrong. Though. I thought you dealt a two firsts. No, I dealt one first. Oh, okay. So I, I you did. So I sent Deontay Johnson, my 2023 first, my second next year, second and the 23 second and a 23 third. That's so, what it is. Mm-hmm. He's getting, I sent him my second and third, this for 2022. And then my first and second for 2023. Plus Deontay for Stefan Diggs, and I got a third back. Your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I like this move a lot for him, too. Like, yeah, like we said, he's a rebuilding team. He gets back. Yeah, he's giving up his third in 2022, which is probably going to be, let's call it at best, the third pick in, in the third round, right? Yeah, basically, and anyone who's that, elite right now and they're like their best years are going to be the next two maybe three years he needs to be yeah. selling off for picks yes and, and i think he so, did really good here yeah. i i think you know deontay is sneakily still young deontay's only going into year four i think right deontay or is he going into year three going into year three he's 24 he's going into year, year three. three yeah, yeah see, it's sneaky how young deontay still is Yes, his third isn't too much of a difference from your second in this year, but he is getting a first in 2023. He's getting that second in 2023. 
even if they are kind of on the back end at that point, I think that that's when he's going to be ready. I mean, at that point, he may be ready to move those and try to build himself into a contender. You know, that's extra ammunition for him at that point because he does have so many picks. Um, like I said, Stefan Diggs, you know, Diggs is awesome. I've got him as a number four wide out right now for, for redraft. Mm-hmm. Diggs has been inconsistent, though, you know. Yeah. Like, Diggs is not – I mean, I think he's going to remain awesome, and I think the Bills and Josh Allen will remain awesome, but there is a chance he doesn't. And especially two, three years from now, I don't expect Stephon Diggs to be at this level. So I think it's really good on him to deal Diggs right now, get what he got. And Deontay Johnson and and the guys he got in my trade with him too, I think are the perfect players to acquire. Because, you know, I think – I think it's easy to kind of look at it and just say, well, he should just be going for draft picks. Well, he should also go for young guys, too, that are going to break out of him the next couple of years. You yeah. know, so yeah, I think Deontay Johnson is a perfect type of player for him to go get, even though, you know, he'll have some quarterback questions moving forward with Ben. But I really like this move for both sides. I think that's a really nice dynasty trade. Yeah. Like you upgrade significantly have, for this year, for the next two years. Yeah. I would say I've you're in a two year window. I've sold the farm for the next yep. two years, but I've, put myself to be the number one team in the league. Yes. I should be number one or two um, for the next two years for sure. Yeah. Right. It would, it so will, it I've will take bad luck for you to lose. Yeah. And the I like next that. two years. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Right? That's, the, that's a great spot to be in. <laughs> that's uh, the point of dynasty, right? You either should be rebuilding or you should be buying in. Now I'm yes. I'm, I've, I've, I've taken a little bit to the extreme. Like I said, I'm like the Rams, right? I'm selling off future wildcard assets for proven guys. And I don't have any capital now. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, that is the one thing is that now you are, you are out of money now. You know, mm-hmm. if, if we're playing Monopoly yeah. and now somebody lands on Boardwalk and puts it up to auction, you cannot bid on Boardwalk. I'm going to – I need to tally uh, this. That is a Monopoly reference. For every episode we've done together, is it really all? All we're three for three. Yeah, you're three for three. <laughs> I was listening back to our third episode, which was our second one together, and I was like, "There's Matt with another Monopoly reference." I didn't even acknowledge it's, it. It's such a great game. I I love Monopoly to pieces. But no, that's true though. Though, right? Like right. I've run into that scenario where yeah, you're playing Monopoly. You you know you you spent a bunch of money early on, and then crap. Now is when I landed on Boardwalk, and I've got eighty bucks. Right. So boardwalk goes up to, for for auction, and then your friend Tim buys it for three hundred and seventy five bucks, and you're like, "Well, f you, Tim," and he's like, ah, "I got boardwalk." Tim wins the game. So the the only downside I see on your side is the fact that now you're done, basically. You know, you yeah. could unless In, I mean the one big trade chip you do have, if it comes to it, is Kyle Pitts. I think. Yeah. You know, if well, you decide actually, on, I that, have another one as well, and I've I've been listening to offers to him all all off season. That's Saquon. Sure, but that's a different style trade ship. Right. Like, that. that is a move. Like, that's well, a football I, move, I guess. To if say. I want first back, I can sure. dump Saquon. Yes. But, like I said, it's a different move. I'm looking more at the, you know, let's say, uh, you know, let's say my team sucks this year. Let's say, you know, yeah. Joe Mixon gets abducted by aliens. J.K. Dobbins opts out for COVID a year later. You know, Tyreek Hill just doesn't show up, right? My team's terrible. And I say, well, I'll trade Darren Waller now. I'm probably not looking for Saquon, you know, but I would probably look at Kyle Pitts, you know, that that's the one, that's the one prospect piece. I think you've still got, there. Yeah. you know, with no draft capital to spend Kyle Pitts is now your, if you want to, he, he's the guy. 
Now I did have to pay up to get pits. So you did. Right. I, and I, yeah. At that point, am I just canceling that trade out? Well, it depends on what it is. I mean, if it's right. a, you know, straight up pits for, you know, Christian McCaffrey, I think you might do it. You know, if if DeAndre Swift isn't panning out for you, or I would, you know, I would trade. If Saquon gets hurt <laughs> I would, again, I would make that trade. Yeah, yeah, my running backs are my big question mark um, with this team because it is Saquon and his health, right? DeAndre Swift, what's his usage going to be? And then I have a couple one-year guys in there with Mike Davis and James Conner, right? That are you know for for this year they should be pretty good. After that, you're not re- really planning on moving forward with them. Um, and then I do have AJ Dillon. You know, that could turn into something. And Savon Ahmed. But, you know, I think Ahmed's got a better chance than Dylan this year yeah. to be something. Yeah. You know, he could beat out Gaskin. You got DJ Dallas on there as well. We know the You're gonna you're gonna cut him one of the rosters go down. There's a there's a decent chance. <laughs> <laughs> he's the last guy on your team. He, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at my team now. It's it's gonna be tough to avoid uh keeping him. I have to I'm gonna have to have that conversation with him. Yeah, that'd be a shame. Yeah. That will be this. This league makes it tough to keep handcuffs. It does. It does. And I, I kind of like that challenge. Uh, so then you go ahead and go through your trade as yeah. well. So last week I acquired Dallas Goddard and I was really excited about it. You know, dynasty, he's young, he's a breakout candidate. So what did I do this week? I went ahead and traded him away. Uh, Sounds right. Well, in my defense, I, I think the guy I got is probably better than what we even think of Goddard breakout is so i trade goddard blake jarwin alexander madison and gabriel davis plus my first rounder in this upcoming draft and the 2023 second for darren waller mike evans and robbie anderson what do you think i mean it, again it's it's like you said earlier he acquired good pieces right he got madison back which locks yep, which up ha- the backfield for him yep. in minnesota which i think he should actually use as an, uh, another trade chip, right? Sure. Either trade Dalvin and Madison package together. Yeah, I would do that. Or you could just trade Dalvin because he's going to get you a lot back. And then you keep Madison. If Dalvin gets hurt, then you just got back a lot of draft capital and you still have the starting well, running back in Minnesota. <laughs> and imagine you trade Dalvin to somebody, right? And you get, let's say, their next two first, right? Yeah. That team is all in. Dalvin, we know he can get hurt. It's happened a lot. Yeah. Guess what? That team that just traded for Dalvin – Dalvin's out in week four. Oh, no. What am I going to do now? Well, guess what? I'll give you Alexander Madison for your next two seconds now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So hold Madison hostage for later. That's <laughs> genius, right? He has. You hold getting, on to Park Place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's getting Blake Jarwin back, which he's just going to throw in his lineup this year, right? But Jarwin's not going to be a long term piece. Jarwin, uh, I think the other way, I think Jarwin is potentially a long term piece. I mean, I if he. Last year, he was on everyone's breakout list last year. Yeah, I mean, he was. And he got hurt. So, he's only 26, I think it is. He's 26. But, you know, tight ends take a little bit. He just kind of feels to me like he's not going to be a staple of that offense for years to come. I feel like he's going to kind of wash away in another year or two. He's I I like him again this year. So many mouths to feed in Dallas. I just think he kind of washes away. I think for a rebuilding team, though, he's not a bad guy to have – as your second or third tight end. Like I said, he might have to flex him. <laughs> he may. Right? He, now, the the two young pieces he's getting back, Goddard and Davis, right? That's yeah. that's big because I love Dallas Goddard. Yeah. By the time he's ready to contend, Goddard's still going to be – he'll be 27 then, right? Yep. So he's 25 have, right now. Yeah. 
he'll have multiple, multiple years to be, mm-hmm. you know, the guy there in Philly, right? Hopefully taking – I don't know if he'll ever get the target. I'm trying to – I don't even know what Ertz actually got off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. But well, I mean, over I the years. Gonna get to, I don't think he's going to get to Ertz numbers because – like it was Ertz and then it was all Sean, right? Sure. The Eagles have already like I think Devontae Smith's gonna be I think he's gonna be good. Right. But I, I still I really like Goddard. And then Gabriel Davis. I mean he's twenty two, he's going into his second year. That's a great piece to pick up for this roster, right? He's Add probably the number to, two wide receiver for Josh Allen. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad flyer to take. It's not bad. Um didn't who they go Well they went outside of Manuel Sanders. They got Manny Sanders, yeah. But sure. Again, while he's rebuilding, Manny Sanders yeah. might take targets away from Gabe Davis. And then by the time – yeah, if Gabe Davis emerges as the two, well, honestly, by the time he's re- done rebuilding, Stefan Diggs might be out of there. That's true. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of uh, pieces that can move there, but then he also gets back a first for next year and then the, the second as yeah. well for uh, 2023. I like it for him, what he got back. I think Evans and Waller is enough to do that. Throwing Robbie in there was maybe um, – was maybe a little bit he could have held on to Robbie and got something for him as well. I don't think he would have got a lot for him, but uh, he feels like he was just kind of throw in there. I um, don't make the uh, on on my side. If if Robbie's not in there, I'm for sure not putting in the 2023 second. Yeah, like I, I think not not to say that the 23 second straight up for Robbie Anderson, but I feel like the cumulative value of Jarwin Goddard, Madison Davis in the first would have been enough for just the two guys. Well, you know, according to the chart, every time you add a player, like once it becomes oh, two yeah. for one or a three for part. one, you have to add the price up for who you're getting back. Um, that's where I kind of think the Robbie Anderson part. Sure. Um, Might have tipped the scale a little bit more uh, I, towards – towards your favor of actually I, I should say that in that case though I think you're assuming that the team that's acquiring extra players has no dead weight necessarily like he's got Marshawn Lynch and LaShawn McCoy yeah and uh who's the third one I saw on the theoretic right like the 10% thing I think it counts for those three players not being those three players right like the 10% thing, I think, accounts for if Marshawn Lynch is, I don't know, instead, I don't know, an actual NFL football player. <laughs> yeah, he definitely I, – I blanked, on, gotta, I blanked on every NFL football player there. <laughs> I just couldn't come up with anything. <laughs> I mean, he's, just, he's got some fat to trim on the roster, right? He's definitely yeah. not going to be the most active owner in the offseason. He's kind of the taco of the league, right? <laughs> um, but <laughs> – but, yeah, no, he definitely got back young players and he got back draft picks, right? Yep. Uh, what do you think about for my side of things, going from Goddard to Waller, you know, Evans, Anderson? How do you feel about those three guys? So, how, how did I do? How did I do, Tanner? Tell me so about I'm, my life. I'm kind of the low man on Evans. Uh, I just – Tampa's got a lot of mouths to feed. I've got two of them now. Uh, who else I've do you have? A, I have AB. You have A.B., okay. I think A.B. carves out a larger role now. Evans, obviously, by the goal line is – Yeah. He's, he's kind of like what Thielen was last year. Not quite, but as far as just the touchdowns go, 
if he's yep. scoring touchdowns, he's going to be really good. If he's not scoring touchdowns, I'm just a little scared that the Mal's defeat in Tampa will cut out too much volume for him to be effective. But I do like it still, right? Like Evans is a good piece to have. I would be fine having Evans. I just – he's actually going to be part of the segment we have going on later um, with players I'm willing to miss the boat on. Um, so I'm fine missing out on Evans because, again, I'm just kind of the low guy on him. Love Darren Waller, right? You went and got yep. a top three, top two tight end. I, I right? got him at two. Yeah. Yeah. So immediately you've upgraded there, right? Yep. I also love Dallas Goddard. So. But, man, I think whatever Goddard is, is still not. Like, if Goddard hits his upside, mm-hmm. it's yep. not Waller's median. If you're winning now, you made the right move. Yeah. You needed to make that upgrade, right? Waller yep. is already 28. So it's definitely a win now move for you. And then getting Robbie Anderson in there, who also I didn't realize he's 28. Yes. But yeah. He's got what? Does he have one year left in? Oh, I can find that fairly quickly. Uh, did you think he was older or did you think he was younger? I was thinking he was younger. I was he's thinking he was like, yeah. I just feel like Robbie Anderson. I just saw 28, and I was like, I didn't realize he was already 28. Uh, fun story for you. Robbie Anderson, I don't remember the entire context of this. So I guess it's not that fun of a story. But I do remember <laughs> me and Nick McNeil were at Katie O'Farrell's in Cape Girardeau. Uh, he, uh, one year left on Robbie Anderson's contract. Okay. Um, but me, me and Nick were at Katie O'Farrell's during the NFL preseason, and the Jets game was on. And it was Robbie yes. Anderson. It must have been his rookie year. And uh, me and Nick said something about how we're the only two guys who care about watching this. And we, we just looked up at the screen, and there was, like, Robbie Anderson making a play. And me and Nick just looked up. We're like, we're the only two guys in the entire world who care about that Robbie Anderson play right there. <laughs> and look what Robbie Anderson's turned into since then. Yeah. He's a nice player. Robbie he, Anderson's a very think, nice player. I think getting Robbie Anderson in the trade tipped the scale for you. Right? Sure. I think you won the trade because that now everything fits his needs. And it's also a little bit tougher whenever it's a contending and a rebuilding team making right. trades because you're not going to know who actually won the trade till later, right? Whenever oh, and there is no – I don't know if there is a winning or losing the trade necessarily in that scenario, right? Like if Robbie Anderson and Mike Evans and Darren Waller are all great, then yay, me. If mm-hmm. he turns that first-round pick into – a really great running back and Gabriel Davis has a really, you know, nice breakout career, yeah. you know, and Goddard does well, then it's like, Hey, yay him. It can go both ways in dynasty. That's mm-hmm. the kind of cool part about the dynasty trades versus, you know, as a redraft trade, you kind of can just look at it and say, well, this guy probably won or this guy probably didn't by the yeah. end of it. No, I like said, I, I like the trade for you. Like I said, I think you made the right win now move in that you gave up future pieces. You got back Evans, Waller, Anderson, right? Yep. guys that are going to help you win now. So, yeah. No, I like the trade for you a lot. Um, and, yeah, I just got a little more competition. Hey, that's me. Hey, yeah. I like it. All right. Um, what, what do we got next? What's next? Well, I did have talk? a little note on there uh, yeah. about just who is the – so, if, you're, if you are the rebuilding owner yes. and you're, you've got Darren Waller, right? You have Darren Waller, but you're not competing for the next two years. What tight end would be your targets? I think obviously Kyle Pitts is number one. I don't think that's close. But for purely a rebuilding dynasty team, who's your number two tight end? I think there's three candidates, and I think really maybe there's only two. I think it's either Goddard or Hawkinson. Maybe Noah Fant. So it's definitely – it's definitely for me it's the Iowa products. Oh, really? Not Goddard? 
I no Goddard for sure, but Wait, I'm trying to look up. He's how, not Iowa, is he? I thought it was Fanton Hawkinson. No, that was no I'm Iowa saying guys. the Iowa products would be one two for me. Oh, so Goddard's your three then? Would be three, yeah. Really? That surprises me because I, I would go Goddard over Fant. How how old are the the Iowa guys now? Oh, they're are they entering year three? Yeah, year three for Hawkinson and Fant, I believe. Right. Yeah, 2019, 2020, yeah. So maybe it would be maybe Hoxson Goddard fan for me. Yeah, I, I, that, that, that's, that's where I, I fall on it too. I, I'd go Hawkinson two. Got, or I'm sorry, Hawkinson one, Goddard two, Fant three. Fant, I'm a little con- – Fant, the one thing with Fant is too that like he's definitely behind – I mean, if Jerry Judy turns out to be good, right? then he's mm-hmm. definitely never the number one target for sure. And with Goddard's – or I'm sorry, with, uh, with Judy's bill and style, I think even in the red zone, you know, Jerry Judy's going to get a lot of receptions as opposed to – I'm not sure how many touchdowns Devontae Smith is necessarily going to catch. You know, if Devontae Smith hits his upside, you know, I think Dallas Goddard still might be the red zone target for the Eagles uh, as far as, you know, what's projectable at the moment. Right. So, you know, between Rager and Smith being the two young guys there, I think Goddard can be the red zone hog there. That's a really good thing to have. You know, obviously, Hawkinson's the only guy in Detroit, you know. So, I think that makes Hawkinson two. But, yeah, I think Goddard three. And then, uh, I guess Noah Fant's probably number four. But I don't feel great about Fant. I'm also just not sure Fant's all that good. Now, is this for – yeah, he – he has some spurts where he looks really good, though. Mm-hmm. So, are, so we're talking about what we'd like to get back, right, if we're trading away Waller? Well, it was hypothetically Waller. It could be Kittle. Just, like, which tight end would you want? You know, maybe Got you're you. including other things with the trade. You know, maybe you're also getting a first. But, like, what tight end would you want to slide think, in there right now? I think commit's got to be in the conversation. Yeah, that's a good call, too. Yeah, I really like Cole Komet. Yeah, I think he's got to be in the conversation. I, uh, Trotman? Troutman, I don't know. Like, I, kind of I like Troutman. Level. I like Troutman, but I'm a little scared that this is the highest his value is going to be. That could be. I'm I mean, a little scared that it's like – because I have him in one league, one dynasty league. I have had offers. I had a lot of interest for him around the rookie draft, and I, yeah. held, I held on to him um, because I do have Kelsey in that league as well. And I'm like, I don't really want to move my young tight end. So, like, hopefully he's, like, rock and rolling by the time Kelsey has his, his decline. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if Troutman's going to be good. Like, well, and I feel like maybe, we have that with a lot of tight ends. Yeah, he may be peak, like, value right now. But, he could be. I mean, look at, you know, Tyler Higby, right, last year. Look at Mike Gesicki. He could be a Gesicki type where it's like there's always a little bit of hype. There's always a little bit of interest. And he'll have a couple games that make you go, oh, look at Mike Gesicki. And every game that you watch with the Miami Dolphins, he'll make that one-handed catch on third yep. down and 14. And the announcers will go, well, there he is, their best target, Mike Gesicki. What an <laughs> athletic freak, right? You know, you'll have Ian Eagle just gushing about him for one play, and then you don't see him again for the until the third quarter, right? Like, yeah. no, that play actually probably happened in the third quarter. So, you know, you won't see him again for the rest of the game, really. So that could be what Adam yeah. Chapman turns out to be. And I'll I, tell you, the one other fun one, I think, because I feel like with – when it comes – like, if you're getting back Hawkinson or Goddard, like, you're not getting as much back with draft capital because sure. you're getting back a really good young talent, right? Johnu Smith might be a fun one to get okay. back. I love John. He's heading into year five. 
Yep. Right. So he's not old. He's no. not old. He has a ton of potential still. Yeah. And you're probably getting back a better pick with John than you would with Hawkinson, Goddard, those guys. I think that's a fun one too. Yeah, you know, I think John U, I keep on kind of going back to Eric Ebron in my mind of how it kind of took Ebron until he went to the Colts to be like break out. And then he was even fine with Pittsburgh, you know. I kind of think that might be the career path for John U, where like we saw hints of it in Tennessee, yeah. but it happens in New England, you yeah. know. I'm hopeful at least. I'm afraid Irv Smith is going to suffer the same fate where it's like Irv's going to have to get out of Minnesota before he, he does anything. Yeah. I like no, Irv. For sure. But, no, I definitely like that a lot too is maybe maybe try, try and get Janu, especially now because I feel like he's even a little cheaper. Yeah. yeah uh, we'll move on to the other dynasty uh, question we have on the docket. Yeah. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into this because I really want to make sure we have a lot of time for the next two segments. But okay. this was a fun little one. Um Oh, so we didn't even get into the, my draft, which this, no, ties, in, this ties into that. It's out of the top, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we kind of <laughs> – that happens. Kind of skipped over that one. So one thing that happened in this draft is Baker Mayfield, he goes – so it's, it's a 12-team startup super flex, uh, vet-only draft, very important. And so Baker goes at the end of round three, goes at the 311, ahead of Jalen Hurts, two picks ahead of Hurts. So, well, really one pick because it was the swing, right? The guy had the 312 and the 4-1. So, but Baker goes ahead of Jalen Hurts. To me, that's a little crazy because I would, I would much rather have Jalen Hurts. Are you also on that same boat? What are your kind of no. takes on that? Well, first of all, I think round three is too rich for my blood on either mm-hmm. of them. Um, I so he went, at the, he went at the end of three. So the guy could have grabbed him. The guy could have grabbed him on the swing pick at 4-2. Sure, two. so it could have been 4-2. Because he, he obviously took a quarterback because he's scared of the run. The run. Now, sure. at, if Baker's his guy and he's like, I want to make sure I'm getting a quarterback here, you take your guy before the actual sure. swing pick, right? And then you see who's left over for your next pick. So he took Baker and Mixon where this guy took Eckler and Jalen Hurts out of the deal. I prefer the Mixon-Baker side of that. I prefer the Hurts-Eckler side. You know how I feel about Joe Mixon. I love Austin Eckler. See, I've never been the big Austin Eckler guy. I just, like, every year I feel like, I don't know, maybe I just view him as more pass-catching specialist type than he is. Like, and and I tell you what, he got hurt last year, and I just think – there's a chance they don't necessarily trust him with that full-blown workload. Because I feel like – I don't know. I, like I said, I think I view him as more as that pass-catching specialist, that James White, a souped-up, the best version of those guys. Right. Like, I think he is the, the tip-top version of those pass-catchers. Um, but I don't see him doing the Christian McCaffrey. I mean, his career high in rushing yards is under 600. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't see – and I feel like rush, or receiving touchdowns, are very fluky, right? That's why you'll see those years where even in non-PPR, James White, top 15 running back, because those receiving touchdowns for one year spiked. You know, you'll see those things happen, and I don't like that also. You know, and Eckler, yeah, there's injury history there that, you know, Mixon's got that too. But I feel like Mixon's got more potential being the feature back. Um, But on the quarterback side, because that's what we were going with, Yeah, I prefer Baker over Hurts because I don't think Hurts is necessarily the answer for the Eagles. 
I think there's a very strong possibility they're in the quarterback market a year from now. They so that is definitely a possibility, right? There's also Versus a possibility, Cleveland's not <clears throat> right. There's also the possibility that Jalen Hurts could be a top five quarterback this year. Sure, that is very possible this year. That is very and possible. I he could pull Lamar. Yeah, and I don't think Baker ever. Ha- <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think Baker ever has that potential. I think Baker. I think ever is too strong there. I think I Baker think, in the I current see Baker's situation. best seasons maybe a fringe one, right? Like, oh, I disagree. I don't think he ever has top five potential. Andy Dalton's top five one year. That's a ton of volume. It is, they, and I think that there's a chance about- that, that could end up happening someday. Maybe down the road, but Baker has like he's got his best defense than he ever has now. Sure, Cleveland's very invested That's, running the ball because they're keeping uh, Hunt around. So for, I think it was a two-year deal, right? Two-year extension. Um, and we know how quickly these right. running backs can fall off, though. Yes, I but, mean, who's to say in three years from now Chubb and Hunt are still any good? Yeah, you and know? again, I'm only looking three years ahead, right? And sure past that yeah but in the next three years I, I don't see a way of baker ever carving out being a top five guy whereas with hurts with his rushing could be and the eagles are finally getting weapons right i could see it like i see hurts with his rushing bam top five guy i don't see that with baker ever i see him in that same range where it's like Kirk cousins or a guy like that where it's like – or Big Ben the last – you know, not last year, but before that where it's like mm-hmm. he can be your QB2, but he's never going to be that QB1 for you, right? Now he yeah, I, think I don't view either weeks. of them. Yeah, I don't view either of them as like I want this guy as my QB1. I mean, I was telling you about how I didn't want Baker as my super flex in my dynasty league. That was part of why I traded for Tannehill. Yeah, I did a lot I of mocks. The upgrade. I did a lot of mocks for this draft that's going on right now, and I took Hurts as my QB2 a lot, and I loved it. See, I just I as QB two, as QB two, I'm more okay with it. But I just, like I said, I think there's a very because you know there are rumors and, and whether there's smoke, there's fire. I believe on uh, Hertz on, on the Eagles kind of flirting around with the ideas and quarterbacks in the draft this year, and well, we saw how like quickly the, they went cold on on Wentz. It sounds like the Eagles just have a real commitment issues. Yes, and I think Hertz could be a pro, you know, could, could be a. Loser <laughs> they just they need to they need to evaluate themselves because they have some real commitment issues that they need to they yeah. need to talk someone about that. I do not and just want find their guy. My third or fourth round pick in a dynasty startup to be a backup quarterback a year from now. That is a bad scenario. That wouldn't work, and that's in. that scared me out of Josh Allen last year. <laughs> sure, sure, and, and I think that. And that this year, I'm just like, too. screw it, let's go for it. Like, like I guess, I guess because. I burned myself last year. I'm like, I don't want to miss out on that guy this year. I feel like I'm definitely, if I'm looking at my two startups, I did two startups last year, right? And I'm doing two this year. I've definitely gotten to the point now where I feel like I'm willing to take more risks in the dynasty. Last year, I feel like I played it more safe and I missed out on Josh Allen. And I feel like this year, like, I'm just like, screw it. Let's just do it. All right. Like, we'll get into my picks here in a little bit. My roster's already – I'm already win now. Like, I have to be win now. <laughs> my guys are old already, right? Yeah. I got – my receivers are, like, 28, 28, 27. I got Chris Carson. <laughs> that's that's a win now pick. <laughs> Any way you draw it up. If that's you a win take, this year. <laughs> if you take Chris Carson and start up Dynasty, you're trying to win now, right? Uh, but, yeah, I would have been happy to take Hurts. He went a little – he went rich for my blood. I wasn't going to take him. Uh, 
I don't think I would have taken him in the fourth, especially with who no. I actually took in the fourth. I don't think I would have taken him, but I, I have two questions for you. Perfect. Uh, question number one has two have yes. been picked. Yes. He went yes. after. He so he went at the five, seven, the five, seven, five, okay. seven. Yeah. So he went, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the one that kicked off the last quarterback run. And he was the second one to go out of that run. Um, my second question, do you think Tua or Jalen Hurts is more likely to be a starting court, like the week one starter next year for their Hurts. Teams? Hurts? I'm not sold on Tua. I'm uh, not nobody a Tua is. guy. No, a Tua nobody's guy. sold on Tua. I would Tua's much rather have Jalen Hurts. Now. I would much rather have Jalen Hurts than Tua. I would too, but I think that they are – I think the job security for those two is very close. And I don't want to say two. I mean, Tua's had the number five overall pick invested in him. Yeah. You know, that's a much higher investment than the second round pick that was put in on Hertz. You know, I, I just think that there's, I, I guess I don't want to spend my third or fourth round pick in dynasty on a guy who I think has got a fairly legitimate chance. I mean, I would almost put it at like 40%, 30% yeah. of Hertz not being a starter next. I'll year. tell you what also, I'm also not going to spend my third or fourth round pick on a guy who's never going to tip the scale for me. Oh, I wouldn't either. Yeah, I wouldn't take yeah. either one of them the third so, or the fourth. Yeah. Like, so what, both, what other quarterbacks were on the board at that point? Just they both kind of went, the next few off. They both went too early is what we're saying, right? Yes. Yeah. So they Which, went – Which, that's part of the price of, of, of Superflex, too, though. We've seen yeah. it in our trades in, in the other league. Is so, Superflex really pushes up those values. Just about – so I'm looking here. Two, and, four, six. Real quick while you're looking at that. Yeah. Um, I think that that almost makes an argument for – one thing that I did last year where when I had a uh, late first round pick in the startup, so I had an early mm-hmm. first round pick in, in the, the rookies, I basically said, I'm taking Joe Burrow. Yeah. Like I said last year, I'm not paying up for a quarterback. And I didn't, I didn't take one until I think it drew Brees. My, I might have taken Baker before Brees last year, but uh, I basically was like, okay, I'm building my roster and I know Joe Burrow's on my team. And I kind of went from there. So I think it makes a real strong argument that in a startup, I think if you if you can guarantee, and this is a great year to do it because there were five first round quarterbacks, target one of those rookies in in the startup. I think. Yeah. Because so, you're paying you're paying big time in the start in the startup draft. Yeah. So the at this point, right as we got to, so we had six quarterbacks went in the first round, just one in the second, and at two before Baker, just one in the third. So eight teams had a quarterback at this point. The only teams that did not were the last four teams to pick. They're all going to have the first four rookie picks. Mm-hmm. So Lawrence and Fields are definitely like the guys picking 11, 12 now are yeah. going to have probably Lawrence Fields, right? Probably. They're the ones that took Baker in, in Hertz. I wouldn't have done the it 11 then for sure. 12. Yeah, right. I definitely wouldn't have done it then. So Burrow went at the 3-3. Uh, Russell went at the 2-9. They were the solo picks in each round by that point. And then the the top six guys, obviously, Mahomes. Yeah. Josh Allen went second overall. Wow. Mm-hmm. Over over Kyler, over Lamar, yep. over Dak. So then I took Kyler as the third quarterback off the board at 105, Lamar, then Dak, then Herbert. And I honestly, if this was six-point passing touchdown, I'd probably take Dak. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah. But I ended up. I almost, I still almost took Dak. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little crazy for Dak. I'm um, not far behind you. I'm bumping him up to number two in my redraft rankings. So I, my rankings are going very slow because obviously with the move, 
the rankings yeah. are just not really getting done. And I, I'm flip-flopping Allen and Dak at the two and three. I've got – currently I've got Tyler, Dak, Josh. But I've got – I already know in my head Prescott or, or so, Tyler. As I started these rankings, I was like, every time I look at them, I'm going to move guys. I know. <laughs> Me too. That's why I'm, already, I'm so, already doing it. Dak's mm-hmm. probably – honestly, I'm probably going to put Dak at two because – my so my rankings are PPR and six point per passing touchdown because those Mine are the four. leagues I play in. Yeah, and Mine yours are, are and yours are non PPR, right? Yes. Yeah, because you don't like to have as much fun as me. No, I like to have more fun than you. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I kind of got derailed there. So, but yeah, so definitely probably reaching on those guys. Uh, who were the next couple quarterbacks after those guys? So it was. Baker, then Eckler, then Hurts, and then Mixon. So that was the 11 12. Right, like, right. But who are the quarterbacks? Right? Who are the Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers went right after that with the third pick of the fourth God, that's, round. That's such a different show. Like, okay, so here's the thing. If I don't, if I don't think Hurts is, going, is necessarily going to be the starter next year, I mean, in a four, you said it was six point or four point? This is four point. That's four point passing touchdown. Okay, which helps maybe hurts I because he's going to be running. That helps hurts. Okay, I was going to say it definitely it, helps his argument over Baker. Right. That's now, obviously fact. this guy thinks hurts is going to be just the, fine because otherwise you don't take him there. I honestly, again, I mocked it to where I was taking hurts in the fourth a lot. The guy that I got at the four eight was not there. I my fourth round pick. I'm a big fan of. Okay, go, go on with some of the other quarterbacks here. So that was it until I kicked off the, the run at the five. I took one at 5-5, five, five, and then yeah. after that, um, three of the next four picks were quarterbacks, and then the following round, six, six quarterbacks went. In you know, six. I think I would prefer Tannehill and Stafford over Baker and Hurts both. Yeah, they they should have just waited, right? They like, should have waited for sure. If I, yeah. if I'm if I'm sitting at the 12th, 12th pick in this draft, basically the way we're doing it, it's how we did our startup last year. You do a vet only draft, you flip the order to do the rookie only. So the 112, the last pick of the vet is getting the first pick of the rookie. Right. You're getting knowing that he went Saquon, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler with his first three picks. Yep. Solid start. Yep. You know you're going to have Trevor Lawrence to add to that. Yep. Right. So now again, I actually kind of like taking Hertz. I'm fine with it. What I don't like is at the six one, he took Kirk Cousins. <sighs> yeah, I don't love that either. Because let's see, the six one because of all the because now the the big wide receiver runs going on. Sure. We've seen Chark, Julio, Claypool, and then Thielen, Cup, Deontay, Woods, and Juju have gone. Yeah. I would have liked to not even take Kirk there, but the quarterback runs going on. So in his oh, mind, yeah. I guess he's like, I got to get my QB three before it's gone. Sure. So I was debating what wide receiver I was going to take at the five, five or Chris Carson. So I was debating because every mock that I've done, if I don't take a, my RB two within my first, like four or five picks, it's been terrible. Right. If I miss out, if like as soon as Carson and like James Connor, that group goes, it's, yeah, there's not much left after James Conner goes off the board and dies. Yeah, once James Conner <laughs> is gone, it's like, oof, like this is not going to be good, right? Which, is he still available? He is still available. Okay. I'm going to try and get him. I'm just going to try and have yeah. James Conner in every dynasty. <laughs> um, 
but so I was like, should I take Chris Carson? Because I know I'm, my RB2 is going to suck this year. Or take the talented player, right? And I was looking at mm-hmm. Amari Cooper or Brandon Ayuk. And I was like, or Ayuk. I don't know why I said Ayuk. It's Ayuk. Yeah, yeah, that was I, that was a weird. I said it, and I was like, I was like, what? all right, Ayuk. It's been a long day. I got when, a lot of sun today. I got a lot of sun today. He, when he has a two catch for eight game. Or yeah, eight then he's a yuck, right? When he's he, a yuck. <laughs> when he puts up a stinker, he's a yuck. But I was like, should I get some youth and get Ayuk? Do I just keep this trend going where I'm getting like the 26, 27, 28 year olds and just get Amari? And he was going to be my first flex. Like that was going to be a stud. And then I start looking at quarterbacks, and I realize. There's about to be a quarterback run, and I don't want to be on the back end of it because that happened to me in another startup, and I wasn't a fan of it of where that team took me, right? So then I had to make a choice of what startup or what what 30-plus-year-old quarterback I'm taking because I wasn't going to take Tua, and I'm not taking Deshaun Watson. That was going to be another question was Deshaun. That was, uh, that was a, po- a question still in my pocket. I <sighs> briefly thought about it. Yeah. There's, I would rather take Hertz at the 401 than Deshaun at the 505. So I end up taking Stafford yeah. over Tannehill, which I love them both. It's really a toss up at that yeah. point. I just think Stafford, the next three years in LA, I like it better than what's going to happen with Tannehill. I go the other way on that one, but they're basically back to back for me. Yeah. I, I, and I, I prefer both of them over Baker and Hertz. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so think I take they both have the upside this year yeah. that, that Herbert or that Hertz possesses. And I think they both have the longevity, at least for the next three years, that Baker possesses. Like, the, I think both of those two I would rather have than either of those two in Dynasty. Yeah. So, I basically, here's how my team's laid out through seven rounds now, actually. So, you want me to go by round or by positions? Uh, go by round. Okay. So, I went Kyler in the first. So, I have um, the 1-5 and the 2-8, 3-5, So, Kyler, then Devontae Adams. So, already – Yep. Put myself to uh, to win now. And then I Packer stacked it and went Aaron Jones over Clyde Edwards Alaire, which I like. So it was Devontae or Zeke, and then it was Jones or Edwards, right? Edwards yep. Alaire. Looking at this team now, how different my team could be with Zeke and CEH, or even Zeke and Aaron Jones. Right. That taking Devontae. But at the end of the day, I was like, I'm taking the best player available, right? Had to go yeah. nips. No intentional positional strategy. Yep. Went to Vontae. So then Aaron Jones in the third. Got the Packer stack. Then Michael Thomas in the fourth, which I love. Matthew Stafford in the fifth. Chris Carson in the sixth. Robert Woods in the seventh. Uh, one thing I plan on doing, I'm not going to have time for the next couple of weeks, but I plan on doing it here before the summer ends, is I'm going to look at some of like the notoriously great running back wide receiver combos and just see how their weekly scores line up. Yeah, so uh, that'll help me with figuring out the Adams Jones situation because I run into that in our dynasty league with Mixon and Jamar Chase. Hopefully, yeah, you know, so like last year in my redraft home league, I had this combo. It was mm-hmm. my first and second pick. Probably worked Devontae out very well. I was eleven and two. Had a great yep. team. Sure, lost. Got upset in the playoffs, but it's fine. Sure, and that was probably a week where the Packers might have stunk, or maybe nope. Robert Tunyon just caught the touchdown. So I had I had to sit one of Keenan Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, or Aaron Jones each week. Oh, that's I had to painful. sit one. Oh, I my sat God. the wrong guy. Yeah, that Which was the, that was the well. I played Keenan Allen. That was the problem. Ah, uh, Keenan was great for left. That was the week where he said, "Make sure to play me." He wasn't. He was like questionable, and he's like, "Make sure to play me," and then he didn't do anything. 
if I would have played anyone else, I'd have been fine. Mm-hmm. But that cost me. So, yeah, so I'm, I got Kyler and Stafford. I got Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, and then Devontae, Michael Thomas, and Robert Woods. Pretty solid team to start things. Yeah. So, like, like you said, it's a win-now team. It's a win-now team. You know, uh, but I like that win-now team, though. It's nice, isn't it? Now, two Good spots team. behind me. At He had the 107. <clears throat> I thought his team is very interesting because he's doing the exact opposite to where yeah. I'm not sure how competitive he'll be year one. Sure. He's got good players, but year one's not going to be for him to win yeah. it all, right? I mean, if they all hit, he just made his pick now. He has – his oldest player is Dak. He took Dak at the 107. After that, everyone is either oh, – wait, is it? Yeah, literally everyone's a year two guy. Yeah. I kind of like – okay, so I think in startups, I really like the – one year tank idea of like, let me go, let me wait one year, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you do have like a back end pick and it's like, okay, let me go get Trevor Lawrence this year in the rookie draft at one Oh one, you know, maybe it's fields, Trey Lance, whoever. Right. Yeah. Let me wait one year and like, let me get some guys that maybe, you know, maybe the breakout candidates for this year, but yeah, let, let me go get the guys that I think in year two of this league, are just going to go take off for me. Yeah. I think so, that's a really strong way to go and get an early rookie pick next year. And you've got a strong base. Cause I'll tell you in our league where, yeah, I mean, last year I went burrow and then I traded up for uh, JK Dobbins. And then this year I went Jamar chase and I traded up for Travis Etienne. in year, in year two of this dynasty league. I've got four guys right there that I think are, you know, pillar players, you know, just based on the rookie draft of the first two years. So I think that that's a good way to go. Yeah. So what you just go win the, or you can just go win the league like you're doing. <laughs> you, know, you can just go win. <laughs> Winning's fun. I like to have fun. So he's got Dak and Tua. Uh, quarterback, his only running back right now is DeAndre Swift, and then his receivers are CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, Chase Claypool, and LaVisca. I don't love the LaVisca pick in the seventh. It's a little early. <laughs> it's a little early. There's little some early. good players out there. Like People love – Dallas Goddard's there. No offense there. He could have had a like you know locked up a nice tight end. Debo's there. I like Debo Pittman. If you like, I would rather sure. take Pittman at seven seven over Lavisca. I would. Yeah. I don't really want to take either one in the seventh. I, I prefer Pitt, Pittman though. Yeah, but the, the people who are Visca stands, they are in on Visca, man. Dude, I got Lavisca in our. I dynasty. know. I know, and the people who are in on Visca, they are believers, and they are in on Visca. I don't know if you remember this, but I was I was about to make the Visca pick, right? Because told about this. Fell. I think yeah, this he, was on the podcast already. Is it already? I think. I think we talked. I about think this it was one, episode one, wasn't it? Yeah, I, this I was one. trying to pick between Visca and Antonio Gibson. Yeah, and I picked Visca because he was value, like he was supposed to go so much earlier. Mm-hmm. I got caught up with the ADP, and I was like, all right, he's too much of a value with this pick. But my my heart said, go Antonio Gibson. The one time I should have listened to myself. Uh, but, yeah, so I like his team. The The only other real team I wanted to look at here, I think this is the commissioner. The only guy I know, he's actually in our dynasty league. He's the one that got me in this. He's the um, he's the other Matt. Like, he's oh, the one, wait, there's, wait, there's another Matt in our dynasty league? There is, yeah. Is there really? Yeah. I have no <laughs> he, idea. So, so he's got the year two team where they're all sophomores. But I believe this guy's the commissioner. I really like to start. So he takes Justin Jefferson in the first round and then takes A.J. Brown in the second round. 
That's kind of it. Oh, could almost be flip flopped. <laughs> is it the guy that has Lamar Jackson in our dynasty league? Uh, yeah, I think I think so. Okay, I thought his name was Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, it's Matt as well. Oh wow! Okay, I yeah. was not aware of that. Well, that's fun. Yeah. That's fine. But I really like the way this guy started his first three rounds. He went Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, and J.K. Dobbins. Wait, say that again? Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, J.K. Dobbins. Oh, I love that. Love that start. That's awesome. <laughs> and then Chris Godwin in the fourth. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I like it. Um, I'm, I, we, I'm not going to take the time to see what else he could have done there. Well, um, but, but his, last, mean, his last two picks, I'm not a huge fan of. So he takes Deshaun Watson. And then he takes it's Tom such Brady. a wild card. Ooh, that's too early for Brady. Yeah. So Especially every, because I was looking at his team as like, like I said, the year two breakout year. Yeah. Right. Like you've got yourself a nice base there with, with uh, JK Dobbins and the two guys in the first there. And then I like, I tell you, I think Godwin, if, if the, if the Godwin owner in dynasty right now is worried about the whole Miles defeat thing, Godwin's on a franchise tag. He might be gone after this year. Yeah, I think next year, Godwin, true. he might be, you know, like Allen Robinson when he went to Chicago kind of thing. Yeah. He might go somewhere and be the number one. All right. Would you rather in Dynasty have Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas? Uh, how old is Godwin? I know Thomas is, what, 28? Thomas 28. Godwin's 25. Godwin's 25. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Godwin. Okay. I think I'm going to go Godwin. Uh, and part of that is they both have quarterback uncertainty. For one of them, it's not this year, though. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think – yeah. I think with Thomas, either way, he's either going to get peppered with targets by Taysom Hill on slants. Yes. Or he's still going to get peppered by Jameis, but it's just going to be slants and maybe some deeper routes. And I am in on Michael Thomas for this year, but that age difference plus the potential, I think, of Godwin to just continue to get better – and to maybe get out of Tampa to somewhere else where he might be the number mm-hmm. one. Cause I think if he leaves Tampa, he goes somewhere that he is the number one. Yeah. What if he goes, no, I don't think we're in a co one. What if he goes to like Detroit? Oh, then he gets all of the targets. He's literally Allen Robinson in Chicago. And that's awesome. <laughs> like that's a fantastic fantasy wide receiver. He is what I hope Terry McLaurin is this year. You know, Would you rather have Godwin or – I'm just going to read you the next receivers that yeah, went off. next few picks. So, Godwin or Mike Evans, his teammate? Godwin. Godwin or DJ Moore? Is Sam Darnold any good? <laughs> that's, that's a big question. I think I'm going to go God. Is it for his team specifically uh, as of that fourth-round point that I'm going with here? Yes. I think I'll go – I'm going to go God. I think Chris God. I was on the God – I've been on the Godwin train for three years. Yeah, you're so. a big Godwin guy. Is Would you rather – But you I'm t- also a big DJ Moore guy, though, so that, that hurts. It's like, which child do I prefer? I don't Mario think you or would Luigi. Take, I don't think you would take Keenan Allen or Allen Robinson over him, correct? No. Especially okay. not what for about, that team where I like the team for the future. What about Amari Cooper? Oh, oh, that one's Godwin, and that one's almost – as easy as those other guys. Perfect. Because I think, especially with, again, with this team where the, who were the first two picks again? I don't remember. Justin Jefferson. And it was Jefferson and AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Uh, especially with those two, because I think there's a very reasonable chance that we're sitting here a year from now 
looking at Cooper as the number two behind CD Lamb. You know, I think that's a very reasonable possibility. Uh, so yeah, I'll go Godwin there. Yeah. So I, yeah, again, I really like to start. I don't like what he's done the last two rounds. Yeah. I don't like the Brady pick at all. I, so again, the Brady pick is he got scared of the last quarterback run. So the only, so like Darnold was already off the board. Darnold was off the board. Cousins is off the board. The only, there's been three quarterbacks that's gone since is Brady. Wentz? Is Wentz there? It was Wentz was the next one after Brady. I prefer Matt Wentz. Ryan, Matt Ryan and Danny Jones. Yeah, I, I would Dallas. definitely do, I would definitely do Wentz there. Um, Over those other guys. And that. I, I like mean, Wentz I, this year. I think Wentz is a sleeper. I mean, Nathan loves Carson Wentz. I kind of uh, have that, to be because he's my only quarterback that I know is starting week one for me in one of my dynasty leagues. <laughs> <laughs> so I have Zach Wilson and Jameis Winston. I was like, Zach Wilson's going to start week one. I don't know. Who's their, I don't even know who their backup is there because Flacco's in Philly. Is, yeah. Who is the – I don't know. I'll look Who's it up the, real quick. Because, yeah, Flacco, he signed a decent contract. Dude. It was like a $5 million deal to go to Philly, mm-hmm. which, again, I, like I don't think they're paying him $5 million if they love Jalen Hurts. Let's see. And I love Joe Flacco, so – no, that, that competition is coming. Just you wait. James Morgan? Yeah, Zach Wilson starting week. Yeah, Zach Wilson starting week. <laughs> That's more of a shoe in than Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, but Urban Meyer came out and said Trevor Lawrence just isn't quite ready yet. Uh, gosh, this is so stupid. <laughs> it isn't it, though. It's like, almost as dumb as the umpires checking for those substances. Well, and the most frustrating part, I think, is they could probably trade Gardner Minshew for – a fourth round pick to a team that wants that security at backup. Like, I mean, look, I guess the saints would be my team that I would go to for, you know, they, they value Teddy, they valued Winston. Like if there's a contending team, you know, the Seahawks, right. Or shoot. If the Packers were concerned about, if the Packers were truly concerned about Rogers, you trade like a fifth round pick for Gardner Minshew, you know, and you just get yourself a viable quarterback in there. Dude, I would, if we had to lose Rodgers? Oh, Minshew would be a great – I mean, Fitzmagic – Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> is the ultimate choice. Right. But, if it's, but he's already on the, way, on, the, on the Washington football team. So, Minshew's got to be the number two option there. Yeah. Minshew could feed Devontae Adams. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a lot of shares of Devontae, so, yeah. You know Gardner Minshew is destined to be the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> like, 15 years from now, Minshew is still – he's going to go sign with the Dolphins, and he's going to, you know, he's he going to do the Jameis thing with, you know, Peyton Manning's child or something, you know, where Peyton's child was turnover prone, so Minshew got some starts, and they kept on getting benched for each other for a season. You know, that, that's all going to happen. It's with Peyton's child? Yeah, I think Peyton's child. I don't know how old Peyton's kid is, but I just went with a great quarterback and having a kid. It's uh, it's Cooper's kid. Well, that's like that's like the golden boy though. Like that's not right. That's not going to happen there. So I'm going with Peyton's kid. <laughs> okay, because right. Cooper's kid. I mean, that's. I mean, we just had Trevor Lawrence. We're kind of doing. I mean, a few years to have our next best quarterback of all time. Yeah. Right. You know, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence. Whatever the Cooper, other Manning is. Cooper Manning Jr. Yeah. Archie. Archie too. Uh, yeah. Next. Yeah, let's go next. Uh, we, I want to do this. We just want to kind of go back and forth on our lists. Start yeah, by position. So I think this is going to be a really fun segment. It's just players we're willing to miss the boat on, right? So guys that we don't necessarily hate, but like 
more of I'm okay not taking them. Like, if they went off this year, I'm okay just missing out on the big year. And you acknowledge the fact that they could go off. Yeah. This is not, this is not a bust list no. by any means. This is a – they could have a good year. And if they do, it's not going to be on my team. I'm okay. I'm okay watching them go off on someone else's team. This is the guy that you were like, okay, I have to rank him here because it looks stupid if I don't, but I'm not taking him at this value. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's, a, uh, that's, a good, that's a good way to put it. I kick it off with a guy we've talked about a lot, so we can kind of breeze through this one. It's Jalen Hurts. Come on down. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because with this segment, you know, I'm I'm fine taking him. Like, give me Hurts. <laughs> I just like seeing him going over Stafford, over Burrow. Like, why is he going over Burrow? Um, I get the rushing aspect of it that you know that that creates something there for him. I just I don't know. I'm not feeling it with Hurts. I, I, I don't in, think they in redraft this year. I'd rather have Hurts than Burrow. Typically redraft. Yeah, really? I would rather have Hurts than Burrow. Yeah, yeah, I, I go Burrow. I, so let's see what I have ranked. Because again, these are subject to change very quickly. I currently have Hertz at nine. Oh wow. I have Hertz at uh twelve. Yeah, I gotta change I gotta move some pieces around. But here, I just but. <laughs> I don't know. That's, this I, is gonna be an interesting um ranking for me. Hertz, Brady, Stafford, Tannehill, and just redraft. Oh, Tannehill is miles ahead of them for me. Like those four, it's gonna be I'm probably going to be flip-flopping a lot of those this year. Like it, it, For me, it's Hurts, Burrow, Brady, and Stafford. That are the, the chunk for me that I'm kind of mixing and matching with yeah. there, those four. Um, but, no, I just – I don't know. I think also, like, the Lamar Jackson comparisons are obviously, you know, there. I think the Ravens seemed more committed to going all in on the offense being tailor-made. First, I'm not sure if the Eagles are. I obviously haven't seen it yet, but – I don't know, just some of the moves they made this offseason, some of the things that the coaches have said. I don't necessarily know if I think that they are putting Hurts in the right position to succeed. And, yeah, I don't know if they have the – like, well, one example was Joe Flacco, right? The $5 yeah. million backup Joe Flacco. That's not a Jalen Hurts system backup. First, look at the Ravens did. They brought in Robert Griffin III. That is that system backup. Right. You know, I think those are just the little things you can look at and say, I don't know if the coaching staff is all in on this idea, if they're going to try and make a square peg fitting around hole. So, yeah, but yeah. I, also, I don't know, like, they're not going to run the Ravens offense, though, right? So you don't need, like, Hurts is not going to run as much as Lamar. No, but I think that that is part of the reason why he would be appealing for fantasy, though, isn't it? Like, like the idea of all of his rushing, like, it... It, it doesn't have to all be designed, though. Josh Allen showed that. No, that's true, but Josh Allen, it took a couple of years, and I think, his, I mean, eight, nine rushing touchdowns for a quarterback is incredibly difficult. And Josh Allen, it took a long time for me to look at that. I mean, it took until this year. You know, even last year I was saying, well, he can't repeat yeah. that again. Right. So maybe Hurts is. Maybe Hurts is special like Josh Allen. And it took me a couple of years to get in on so, Allen. I think this is going to be one of the more ones we disagree on. Because looking at most of the list, we're – yeah, like, I'm pretty. I'm pretty on there with you, especially the next guy that you have. And this guy, I don't really see a chance of him having. Like, I think he's past having his big years. Sure, and, and I've got uh, it's Ben Roethlisberger. It's the Steelers quarterback, and I agree, he is definitely past it. I think the volume of last year kind of kept him afloat, and I think I'm putting Ben on here as kind of a 
Pittsburgh Steeler avatar. Like, I don't really want Juju. I don't, yeah. don't really want Claypool. I don't really want Deontay. Eric just, Ebron, I'll I take just one of the young tight ends up, instead. I just passed up taking Deontay or Juju. I just yeah. don't really want the Pittsburgh offense, right? I'm yeah. actually trying to trade away Claypool in one league. I did trade away Deontay in another league. The only like, guy I really have left for Pittsburgh shares is Big Ben, and it's because he's my QB3. And Yeah, and who's going to give you anything for Big Ben in right. Dynasty? I'm just gonna uh, let Najee, him, I'm just gonna keep him around for Najee is the one guy hands out. Najee, I like. Um yeah, I I'm still I'm buying Najee this year if I can. Yeah. Uh even though his O line sucks, Big Ben, have no idea how that arm's gonna hold up this year. Yep. Yeah. If the line's so bad that they can't run the ball, if Big Ben has a good year, it's at the expense of Najee Harris. Yes, and that would be a major unfortunate. Yeah. But, yeah, I have been on that list. Like I said, it's kind of an avatar for the Steelers as a whole. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there are there are those Ben Rosberger, and, you know, it's mainly because Steelers fans are everywhere. But I see it on Twitter every day of, oh, man, he's a year removed from the elbow surgery. Look out. Big Ben's really zipping it in training camp. Like, whatever. If he is, maybe he does. But, yeah. you know, as far as, too, you know, the uh, – if you're in the redraft uh, uh, Superflex or 2QB league, like, yeah, I'll take one of the, just any of the younger guys that are in that range over yeah. him. Even, you know, a Derek Carr. We can talk about Baker, Fitz. I'll take Fitz over him probably. I guess, you know. So, I guess that's kind of the guy that would dimes. actually be on my list for – so, my quarterback side, really all I had was a guy on Dynasty, and I really thought of two now for Dynasty purposes, which this is mostly for redraft. But I did put Trevor Lawrence – on there because I'm just I'm not paying the 101 for him. It costs it costs the 101. It costs too much to get him. Yeah. So I'm gonna miss the boat on his career in Dynasty essentially. <laughs> the other one I've noticed in startups has been Justin Herbert. Yes. Because he's in the same range as Kyler, Lamar, yep. and Dak. So I'm probably not gonna be getting any Justin Herbert in any startups. But now that you say it, I do have someone for redraft now and it's Baker. Okay. I'm okay missing the boat on Baker. I don't know because I didn't originally put him on this list, but Uh, I'm okay. Pros has him at quarterback 18. I'm okay missing the boat on Baker. I mean, he's going to be going late anyways. I mean, I've got my QB 26. So uh, yeah, I I have Derek Carr over him. Fancy football calculator. He's going 1202, uh, 17th quarterback. Yeah, but that's probably a super flex. 12 and 12th round. That's not. This is one quarterback. Really? He's going to the 12th, 12th round? Team. Yeah. I mean, wow. Hurts is going in the 8th. Well, I guess. Just Rogers wait till... in the 6th. All, all of those are going to start coming down. All those he's QB. Got, I mean, after him, he has – I mean, Carson Wentz is going so in the same Wentz. round. I'll take Wentz over that. Yeah. You have the, the Saints guys. I was just going to say, I'll take both the Saints guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's Magic's going two rounds later. I do think I might prefer Baker over Fitz, maybe. I, I just like that's the thing. I just the thing with Baker is he just doesn't he doesn't push the scale for me. No, it, it's very you know, and it's not really remember. it's not really Baker. I just think it's that team. Yeah, they have such good defense, and they're so committed to running the ball and with Stefanski there. It's just Baker's just to me not going to get enough volume. You know, give Baker Big Ben's volume that he has been getting. Sure. I probably love Baker, but 
in fantasy purposes with the team that they've constructed, I just don't yeah. really want a part of them. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Man, we really are hating on uh, Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts in this podcast. <laughs> uh, you want to go to uh, pivot to running backs? Yeah, let's I think do this, running backs. This is maybe the most controversial name on the list, I think. And I've got everyone's golden boy, the, the fantasy darling, Antonio Gibson on here. Let's see. Where is – I know what we said ADP was last time, but let's look at Fantasy Football Calculator and see where he's going right now. Yep. So, it's 204, the 12th running back off the board. Yeah, he, he's 12 on Fantasy Pros also. Yeah. I've got him at uh, 21, right behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So, he's going just... – he's going uh, – Three spots ahead of Joe Max, Joe Mixon, and five ahead of Ceh. That's insane that he's going ahead of. <laughs> I mean, you hate Joe Mixon, I know. So <laughs> uh, I'm preaching to you know deaf ears here, but to me, it's just absolutely insane that he'd be going ahead of Joe Mixon. Um, I was looking at his game log, by the way, on uh, Antonio Gibson, mm-hmm. and I see three big games. Uh, there was the at Dallas where he there went for the, 115. There was the, the Thanksgiving one. That's what really put him on the map. Yep. There was uh, – so that was week seven where he went for 128 and a touchdown. There was the game in week 11 against the Bengals where he went for 94 and a touchdown. And there was week 12 at Dallas. We went for 115 and three touchdowns. And, yeah, I mean, if you remove those three games, there's a couple fine games in there. You know, yeah, he, he got A2 receiving yards against the Ravens with the touchdown mixed in there. That's okay. That's a good game, right? That happened once. There's there's the game against the Lions. But, like, yeah, if you remove two games against that crap Cowboys defense and the Bengals defense, it's a pretty mediocre season for Antonio Gibson. And J.D. McKissick is still there. Like I said, Fitz doesn't really throw to the running backs much. He would rather just chuck it down the field. I don't think the offense is going to score that many points to get him a bunch of touchdowns. I just don't I, – I don't see what everybody else seems to see with Antonio Gibson. Well, let's see. His first six games, he had two games of 13 carries, and then everything else was less, right? Yeah. And then the big game that he had was 20 carries. Yep. And, but Cowboys. then he, he had one target, no catches, which is odd. That is odd. And then – but after that, they have the bye week. The next game, they play the Giants, only six carries, three catches, so not a lot of usage there. But then 13 carries, 16 carries, 20 carries, and then the game he gets hurt in, then he misses two more. He comes back, gets 10 carries, almost like he's a little eased in. Sure. And then against Philly, 19 carries. So he had 19, 16, 20, and 20 after he kind of broke onto the scene. His targets, I mean – he had three, four games of five or more targets. Everything else was low. I just think it's, he's going to be more consistently used in the offense. I feel like right when he finally got to the point where it's like, all right, Gibson's the guy. We're going to use him a lot. Then he was getting banged up. Sure. So, and, you know, being an ex-wide receiver playing running back, I think banged up is a thing that can happen. You know, yeah. I think with his, with his body style, it's, the, you know, it's part of why I'm always like a low guy in Austin Eckler is I think that there are certain guys you can look at and just say, I'm not sure you're an every-down running back. I'm not sure you can take 20 carries a game. Yeah. You know, or even three games, for that matter, you know, before you start to break down. I think he might be one of those guys. But after that big game against Dallas, he had – he posted 
I mean, it was five straight double-digit games, and it was, you know, two of them over – or it was five straight double-digit games, and only one of them was less than 17 points. It's that uh, five which, 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 which stretch Which stretch of games? This is week seven through ele- uh, seven through twelve, yeah. And it, he capped it off with the Thanksgiving again. Though th- that's two Dallas games. That's a Cincinnati game. That's a Detroit game. That's a New York Giants game. Mm-hmm. I mean, four of those games are in your division, but or three of those games rather are in your division. That's it's taking advantage of the weak matchups. Which hey, that's good. He did it. You know, it, as opposed to if he stunk against Detroit, then we're raising more eyebrows. But, I think you know, in that game against Detroit, he wasn't all that good. He had two touchdowns, but he only had 13 carries for 45 yards. Yeah. He like, had the four catches. Sure, for 20 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not going gaga over that. I think the, the thing that makes him so tough and why, you know, the, we're talking about this here in the offseason is that he had the five really good stretch or the five-game stretch that was really good. And then gets hurt, misses two more, and then comes back and just doesn't. Uh, he did get 19 carries week 17. He did. And that was a must-win game against the Eagles where they took out Jalen Hurts. Right. That was just a weird game. That was a weird game. But on the Washington but he, he side, a, I do like seeing basically them using games, him in a must-win game. A four-game stretch where either he didn't play or he kind of got eased in. Yeah. If he plays those games, we know what we're getting out of Antonio Gibson. Yeah. He keeps that double-digit point streak going. I think you could probably justify if he puts up – if he averages 15 points a game oh. over those next four games. Then, yes. And that's, yeah. what you're, that's what you're drafting him to do, though. You're drafting him to perform at that five-game stretch that he had. Yeah, if he would have done that in those Pittsburgh, San Fran, Seattle games, if we have three more games of him holding up to 15 carries a game – we have three more games of him being very productive against, you know, San Francisco and Pittsburgh, really good defenses, right? I'm not asking the same questions I'm asking when your only good games were against Dallas, Cincinnati, Detroit, and New York. Like, those are his only good games are against those teams. Like I said, that Baltimore game where he had 82 receiving yards, that'll happen. That was a blowout, though. Like, the Ravens pretty much crushed Washington that week. You know, I'm not necessarily counting that as – I'm not weighing that as strongly. And that's why I can't move him into the second round. I mean, I've, I've, got him, I've probably got him a little bit too low, you know, behind guys like CEH and Montgomery and Jacobs and Dobbins and Carson. But Well, he's going right around CEH, right? Well, he was about, what, five picks ahead of him? He Maybe was down CEH also. He's five picks ahead of CEH. And honestly, like, looking at CEH's year last year, I mean, you're still buying CEH because he's in – the Casey offense, right? No more Le'Veon Bell. No more no Le'Veon Damian Bell. They, they and, didn't bring and they, in anybody, right? And they took him in the first round. Yes, that's too. And they had, gave the draft capital, right? Yep. Antonio Gibson had a better year on a smaller sample size than CEH. That's true. Because um, I'm looking, yeah. you know, he had – CEH had four games and played more games than Gibson mm-hmm. and had four games of, you know, what Gibson did in that five-game stretch. Sure. And that was spread out week weeks one, three, six, and eleven. So where do you have him? You have him right next to Ceh. Yeah, I, I have Ceh right ahead of him, just one spot ahead of him. And, and yeah, part of that is too that Le'Veon Bell is gone and Damian Williams is gone. I don't think they didn't bring in anybody, right? Kansas City. Uh, I think it's Daryl Williams, and that's it. 
Uh, they have a uh, oh. Did they bring in anybody in Kansas City? Um, yeah. Oh my God, Jarek McKinnon. Oh, okay. They did bring it. Daryl Daryl Williams and Jarek McKinnon, and then you know think, who's still there? I don't think I care about. Oh, your boy Darwin Thompson. Darwin Thompson's still there. Four still years later, on, still waiting on the Darwin Thompson breakout. I mean, I think McKissick is a bigger threat to any sort of touches than than McKinnon is. And where do you have Swift around that uh, spot? Well, well, I've got Swift up a little bit. I'm going to move Swift down on my next rankings. I've got Swift at 13. That's too high. I'm bringing him down a little bit. Like um, all the, the, all the, the more guys have so many question marks. Yeah. Acres too. And I've got so acres much too upside. high right now. Yeah. They have so much, like so many question marks and so much upside. We know what the other guy's going to do in Washington. How much usage is the other guy going to get in other offenses? Looks like Clyde yeah. really doesn't have another guy, but you know right. the Chiefs are going to use Daryl Williams. They're going to probably use a little McKinnon if he's healthy. But well, we and both, when they're in the red zone, they're going to do the flip classes too. Right. You know, right. and, and that, that Mahomes hurts, is going to throw that hurts. You know, that hurts touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Alaire because of how creative they get in the red zone. Mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins, we know Gus is going to get work, and you know mm-hmm. Lamar is going to get valuable touches as well. Cam Akers. I think Daryl Henderson's going to be involved this year. And I think Daryl Henderson's a great sleeper. He's such a great sleeper because if Cam gets banged up, Daryl Henderson's the guy there. Or, you again, know. Cam Akers just, like, as much as well, I think yeah. Antonio Gibson, there's a chance he may not be very good. I think Cam Akers has a slightly less chance of not being very good, and he's got a threat behind him to take yeah. all the carries. And then with you know? DeAndre Swift, they have brought in – or. What do they have in that? They bring in uh, Jamal, Jamal Williams. Williams. You know Jamal Williams is going to get work in the passing game. And it's a new coaching staff. Swift's mm-hmm. not their guy, right? And he was, he was very inconsistent last year with what he was given in usage and his performance. So, really, that group of year two guys in Clyde and Antonio Gibson and J.K. Dobbins and DeAndre Swift, they're all pretty bunched together. Yeah, um, they're all going within a round of each other currently with on AD, in, with ADP. They're all a toss up, and they're all they going in the mid to late second, early third, right? Gibson kicks it off on fantasy football calculator at the two hundred four. I can't believe he's the then, first of the five though. Like, he's right. my fifth of the five. Uh, That's where I think I'm willing, the other five. I'm willing to say it's, it's Swift, Dobbins, C.H., and Gibson. Oh, and Acres, yeah. Acres. So Acres kicks it off at 202. Okay, that makes That's sense what, to me. Okay, yeah, it's Acres, Gibson, Clyde, J.K., and Swift. I think I go Acres, Swift, J.K., Clyde, Gibson. Purely based on, oh God, they all have so much upside though. Too they do, they do, they all have the upside. I just think that Gibson has the easiest downside for me to see it's just like with gibson so i get understand like you're saying you're fine missing the boat on him you have four other sophomore running backs that are going right around the same age that you yeah. can take there and be plenty happy with yeah and for me if those five are all bunched in there I don't mind taking Gibson out of that group. Like, if I walk away, if those five go on a run, right? We talk about quarterback sure. runs and all that. Well, if we have a sophomore running back run and I walk away with that with Antonio Gibson, I'm feeling okay. Now, at the beginning of the second round, I am a little scared of, but I feel like I feel like he might drop a little bit in ADP before we, like, when we get to actual redraft time. Mm-hmm. He's probably pushed up right now because of Dynasty, where people sure, are like, I'm looking at re- I'm looking at redraft rankings, though, on Fantasy Pros. He's 12. He is. 
Yeah, he, he's right ahead of Eckler. He's ahead of non, and this is non PPR. He's ahead of Eckler. He's ahead of Najee. He's ahead of Dobbins. Uh, Clyde Swift is actually down a lot more than what I thought Swift would be. Swift's down 21. But uh, yeah, I just, I, I think 12th among running backs, I can't, I can't even come close to touching that. And yeah, it's, it's tough right now. But yeah, at his current ADP, like if he goes at 204, in any draft I'm in, I'm probably missing the boat as well. Yeah. But I don't think and he's going to go there. But You know, I've got him fifth among the year two guys. If, if there's a run on the year two guys and I walk away with Gibson because I took the last guy, mm-hmm. then I'm fine with it. But right. from, what, from the ADP plus the rankings, he's not the fifth guy. Yeah. He's the first or second guy behind only Akers. And, and Jonathan Taylor, by the way, doesn't count. Jonathan Taylor is just his own monster. That's why right. there's five, not six. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we are aware Jonathan Taylor exists. He's just special. <laughs> <laughs> He's a special boy. <laughs> He's a special boy. <laughs> uh, do you uh, want to go on to the next one? Yeah, so you have the Tampa Bay guys in there to wrap I up do. your running backs. Yes, I've got both uh, Fournette and Rojo. I want nothing to do with this backfield. I'm sure one of them is going to be good on quite a few weeks. I don't know which one. I don't know when to play them. I just, I'm, I'm out. Where is Fournette going? They're going back to back on a uh, fantasy football calculator. Jones at the six oh nine, Fournette at the seven. Yeah, if Fournette, honestly, if Fournette falls, I'm okay taking him. He he's kind of like Raheem Mostert, where I think Fournette gets a lot of the work early on, to where if he falls late enough, I'm fine taking him and using him in September. I feel like he's another guy that's going to go up in ADP as we get closer because the playoff plenty thing is going to be in some, you know. And if he head. does, I'll have nothing to do with him. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I'm willing to miss the boat on it. it yeah. Is, if he goes up at all, I'm out. Like, look, excuse me, looking at where he's going in fantasy pros, he's behind James Connors, behind David Johnson. I can accept that. Uh, you know, I, I could take him over those guys. Devontae Williams is right ahead of him. David you know, Johnson's the guy time. that, like, I'm fine missing I don't him. Think there is a boat. I don't yeah, think there is a boat. No, That's it, a boat, but he's rowing it. It's a very small, it's like a. Yeah, it's a yeah. paddle boat. It's a paddle boat. Yes. It's, I'm, you have to I'm it. fine missing, like I'm intentionally <laughs> missing that boat. Like it's you're, not like I like at, woke up late and was sprinting down the dock and ah, they took off already. No, like I'm staring at him and I'm like, dude, just, you can leave now. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not getting on your boat. <laughs> There's no boat to miss there. Although you I am having out. some fun. I did get David Johnson as my running back in Madden on that, like a fantasy draft. Oh, that's, that's fun. That's been fun. That's been fun. With my quarterback is Jalen Hurts. <laughs> there you go. All right. So my uh, running backs on here, I have three. Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders. I'm not going to have any shares of these guys. Uh, Mixon at 207. If Mixon fall, if I'm doing like a redraft and I don't really have money on it, I might take Mixon in the third if he fell to me there. The I'm third? not taking Mixon in the second. Why Why do you hate Joe Mixon? I'm not sure you ever actually give me the reasoning. Like, why there, do you hate Joe Mixon? There are, just, there are guys that you're just like, I'm not going to have this guy on my team, right? Joe Mixon's one of them. What insightful analysis. You know, at the start of this podcast, <laughs> we were talking about baseball. A, you said, quote, I like analytics. And then you're just going, well, I'm just not going to have this guy. Yeah, you know? there's, you know, people talk about how they're film guys or stats guys, right? I am a gut guy. 
I'm not a film guy, so I'm a stat guy and a gut guy. Between and the my, two of us, I'm the gut guy, all right? You look at the two of us, you say. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't want I just don't want Joe Mixon, all right? I think I do think that the Bengals do make an effort to limit his workload a little bit this year. I think they let Samaj P. Ryan carve out a small role, not a lot, but I do think he is will take a little bit away a little bit of work. He's had trouble staying healthy. And on top of that, the offensive line is still not good. It got better though. It got better, but it's it like it, could, it couldn't have really got worse. No, it could. Well, and that's true. So it went mm-hmm. from 32 to maybe 27. And no, that is getting better. <laughs> and you know what? Mixon might go off and he might be the guy that we, we we've been waiting him, you know, for him to be for three years now or yeah. whatever it is. And guess what? I'm just going to miss the boat. I've been a missing the boat on mixing guy. I've been willing to do that in the past. I think this year might be the year he puts all the this is the year. This I think that I well, and that's like I for because mixing I feel like is the like face of this is the year, guys. Yeah. Like, I, has there ever been a player who has disappointed fantasy players as often as Joe Mixon? Because every year there is somebody in every league that says, Well, Joe Mixon might be like a top five running back this year. Let me take him super early. And every year he doesn't do it. Yeah, it's this third straight year. It's like I can't believe y'all are still sleeping on Joe Mixon. It's like, yeah, he, I'm still waiting for it to happen, right? And then Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, kind of the same thing. Josh Jacobs don't like his his line at all, right? And obviously yeah. Kenyon Drake, Kenyon well, Drake coming in and the line. I, and I don't Jacobs want... line used to be a strength. Like that's one of my issues yeah. with Zeke is like his line used to be a strength Mm -hmm. and now it's a weakness. That's a bad thing. Like as opposed to if you're weak, if if your line used to be a weakness and now it's just fine. I think that's a big jump as opposed to if it got worse, especially when it used to be an active strength as opposed to if it goes from fine to bad. I think that that's very concerning for Josh Jacobs. Yeah. And then lastly, just Miles Sanders. Um, uh, You know, I just kind of thought of this. Like, I wonder what it looks like when a quarterback, like quarterback scoring and what their running back does, like how that would tie in. Like, cause obviously if the quarterback's playing well, the offense is, the offense is, is moving well. So theoretically the running back should be putting up better numbers. So if I'm, I, I think that's on, if, I'm of... if I'm in on Hertz, but out on Sanders, am I contradicting myself is basically what I'm trying to think. Well, I think it probably depends too on like the yeah, the rushing style quarterbacks there because I mean, just using Lamar as the best example we've got, the running backs have been pretty good. Even Gus mm-hmm. has been like a usable bi week injury replacement guy. So I think there's a chance of that. But man, like Sanders though, I mean, Nathan talked about ever. There has not. When's the last time a bit of news came out and you said that's good for Miles Sanders <laughs> uh, when he got drafted? <laughs> It's like, they, oh, that's good. He got drafted <laughs> by the Philadelphia. And then they immediately signed Jordan Howard. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they never seem like they trust him to be the guy. And, you know, maybe he goes off like he was being drafted for last year. And, again, I'll just miss yeah. that boat. I, I'm getting to that point, especially because I was a Miles Sanders guy last mm-hmm. year. I was the – you take Miles Sanders at, like – I think it was, like, seventh overall I was willing to do it. And it did not work out at one, yeah. one iota. So you don't have Josh Jacobs, do you? Uh, in Dynasty, no. Yeah. Okay. Good. I was just making sure I didn't put your entire uh, running back yeah. room on. <laughs> on my... Well, you're kind of out on J.K. Dobbins too, right? You hate J.K. Dobbins because that's been no, part I, of it. I like J.K. Dobbins. It's just 
Gus is going to have a role, and he hasn't shown he's going to be involved in the pass game, so I don't want to pay up for Dobbins. Well, and that's why when we've been talking about the uh, Saquon Barkley trade offers, everything I send you was involving either Miles Sanders or Joe Mixon Mm -hmm. because that's all I could offer you. I'm like, here are my best (laughs) running backs because you're going to want a good young running back in return for Saquon Barkley. Here's my best offerings. And you're just like, well, no. And then you, like, stop offering me these things. It's like, well, I can't offer you Jonathan Taylor. I don't have Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I just like I have a I have a pizza that is a good pizza, but yeah. I just I just don't really want it. I'm I got a tombstone like, pizza. You want DiGiorno? Trying to give me more pizza that isn't necessarily bad, but I just don't want it either. <laughs> Here, take these two tombstone pizzas. <laughs> They're solid. They're good. All right, let's look at your wide receivers. Uh, my wide receivers, uh, number one is Tyler Lockett. And mm-hmm. I like Lockett, but not anymore. I'm Boy, just, he, he dropped off last year. He did. And the, the, the offense kind of went more towards the running game. And I think the – I don't know. I, I think there's a chance that Seattle wants to do that. Pete Carroll, I think, definitely wants to do that. Like I told you last year, uh, my, my redraft where I went Devontae and Aaron Jones, I was 11-2, mm-hmm. and two, right? One of my losses was Lockett's big week. Sure. I just and those will happen. Luck of the draw, you know. I got to play against Tyler Lockett. Uh, what week was that? It was week seven at Arizona. Mm-hmm. Twenty targets, fifteen catches, two hundred yards, and three tutters. And here's the thing: the Tyler Lockett over, yes, he won that game, but then he had to play Tyler Lockett every single week from then on. Yep. And just did not get diddly poo. He posted a twenty-one point game against Arizona, week eleven. And then he put up a 33-point game in week 17 when we weren't playing. So, Yeah. Well, and all those other weeks you didn't say were duds. But five five single-digit games over the next um, – That's PPR single-digit. Yeah, over the next nine weeks. Yeah. So, and, and he was in your lineup for all those games. And, yeah. you know, there are so many wide receivers who are like that. Like there are, there are so – you know, there are a million Will Fullers out there. You know, there's Brandon Cooks, there's Devontae Smith, there's Hollywood Brown, there's, you know, Jalen Waddle, Corey Davis is probably going to be one of those guys, Michael Gallup, John Brown, you know, Mike Williams, Henry Ruggs, Darnell Mooney. All these guys are basically Tyler Lockett with half the cost. And so why am I going to pay up for Tyler Lockett? Do you think um, them changing OCs could help him? Like, do you think they could look at this and be like, all right, we sucked using Tyler Lockett when we weren't playing Arizona last year for the most part? Like, do you think they make a a better offense? Who was the the OC they hired? I don't remember. uh, I don't remember who they brought in, but literally his last bit of news, Tyler Lockett says new offense allows for more freedom. And that could be. Shane Waldron. Shane Waldron, any idea what he's done in the past? No, I'm uh, just reading. Do, 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 do. Just reading through this article real quick. Uh, Offensive corner, Shane Waldron, experienced eight years. Uh, He spent the previous four seasons with the Rams, including the last three as their passing game coordinator. So that's interesting. You could see see some Robert Woods style usage there, where, you know, Woods got some rushes and he's, you know, you can bank on Robert Woods rushing a little bit. Yeah. I just. I, it could, but at the same time, though, like I, said, I think Pete Carroll really wants to get to a ground and pound offense. That's what he wants. That's his dream. That's his dream, baby. 
not a good thing for Tyler Lockett. <laughs> and I think DK Metcalf is a superstar, and he's going to get his Absolutely. Targets. So, I mean, yeah, if, if Lockett gets a couple of these little bubble screens that get you a cheap PPR point, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Uh, no, so I'm willing to miss the vote, though, because I, I yeah. think he's just a Jalen Waddle, Deshaun Jackson. He's one of those guys. And there's so many of them, and so many are going so much later. You're, you're like Waddle, Deshaun Jackson, the rookie, the 15-year vet. <laughs> well, Deshaun Jackson's like the, Deshaun Jackson's like the poster boy, right, for the right. deep threat, all-or-nothing receiver. Right. You know, Robbie Anderson is probably a little bit of one of those guys. Yeah. DJ Moore might be one of those guys. DJ Moore's not one of those guys. He's still no. great. We love you, DJ. Uh, you know the DJ I don't this is love. A, this is a pro DJ Moore podcast. Anti Joe Mixon. <laughs> no, this is not a, Baker this, Mayfield. This is not anti Joe Mixon. One half of it is anti. Feel like Joe Colin Mixon. Coward today. As many anti um, Baker Mayfield takes, I had to had to give. Is, is uh, Colin Coward anti Baker Mayfield? Yeah, is he? <laughs> he I don't know. Baker Mayfield. Oh, I ignore all of the like talking head ESPN. You know, I try and somehow I still end up hearing all the stuff they say. No, I (laughs) skip Shannon. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. So your other, they they add nothing. Uh, But the other DJ, DJ Chark is a guy I'm willing to miss the boat on. Um, I've never been a DJ Chark guy. I did not think DJ Chark was all that good going into last year. Uh, I would have had, if we did this list a year ago, I would have said DJ Chark. as one of my guys. He's going to be, uh, Joe Mixon, where it's just like this is the year he's a top twelve, top fifteen oh, wide receiver. I disagree. I think after this year, people are done with DJ Chark. If, if oh. he like, if he doesn't do it this year, I think after this year, people are gonna just go, okay, we're done with. You know, he's gonna go he down had, to like the, you know, he John he Brown. He had a big game against Cincy. He had a big game against Houston. Two did? bad teams. I could have done that, and that's all he did last year. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, bringing in Trevor Lawrence and then the new coaching staff. Sure, yes. Could bode well for him. It could. They also did bring in Marvin Jones, who's a nice player. Yeah. You know, Marvin Jones is a perfectly fine NFL wide receiver. You know, uh, every Visca stand out there is calling for the Visca breakout this year. If anyone's going to break out in Jacksonville in the passing game, I want it to be Visca because I have yeah. a, he's the only one I have a share of in Dynasty. Well, and I think a, a Visca breakout. Looks a lot better than a Gigi Chark breakout. One I, of these guys, you could very easily, one of these guys could completely get wiped off the map by the new coaching staff, though. That's true, too. And I think Chark, I mean, we already saw that uh, uh, Urban Meyer, who spoke very glowingly about a lot of his players, said he did not like what he saw in DJ Chark's film. He told DJ Chark to get bigger and faster and stronger. Apparently, DJ Chark did those things. But, who again, who doesn't show up to training camp in the best shape of their life? You know? Me. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you and Bryant McKinney, that's about it. You know, everybody else though comes in and they're like, all right, you know, best season ever. Here we go. Giddy up. Uh let's jump to your last guy because he's also the third guy on my list. Yeah, and me and Nathan talked about this one a couple weeks ago. Odell Beckham. Yeah. I don't it's I'm out. It's been like this for me for a long time. Literally, I've had I think one time I've had a share of Odell. It was the year that the top three picks were Antonio Brown, Julio sure. Jones, and Odell Beckham. And I had the third pick of the draft, and I used to be a big um, modified zero RB guy. So I was going to take him over a running back there. So I take Odell and didn't want him at all. It was one of my worst redraft teams ever <laughs> because my first three picks were as Odell, 
Sammy Watkins, Keenan Allen. Ooh. Keenan Allen tears ACL first quarter, first half. It was first game of the year. Sammy Watkins yeah. has the foot. And oh, then, I had I had Sammy Watkins that year. Yeah, it was a disaster. I ended up trading Odell, and I think I had Eli. I think I stacked Odell, Eli, because that was like the big Eli sleeper sure. year. Stacked him, got back Tom Brady and T.Y. Hilton the year T.Y. led the league in receiving. Ended up being a great trade for me. Didn't get me to the playoffs, so. <laughs> yeah, Odell. I, I've had him one time as well. It was his first year in Cleveland. And it wasn't that it wasn't awful, but it wasn't very good. But every year it's this is the year Odell gets back. It is. And Odell, that's a Joe Mixon type of guy. Although we've actually had the seasons out of Odell. So maybe that's the one difference there. But no, Odell, yeah, I mean it's a for all the reasons you hate Baker, you can also hate Odell, right? Yeah. Low passing volume offense. And with ba- I mean, with Odell, there's injury questions out the wazoo, you know, mm-hmm. and just is he still gonna be any good after all these injuries? Yeah. And maybe he is. Maybe he goes out there and he's Odell Beckham again. And I guarantee there will be plays and there will be moments where he is. But I got to tell you, watching – like I mean, this year he got hurt very early on. But watching that Ravens game with him, he just looks done. And yeah. it's, it's sad and it's, it's Todd Gurley-ish levels of, of, of just sad. But it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so jumping over to my side of things as far as my receivers go – so, my first one there is a the guy that you love. I do love Mike Evans. And, yeah, so it's Mike Evans. I love Mike Evans. Really, the reason I'm okay missing out on Evans is because the other receivers that are going around him, I would rather just take them. Uh, who are some of those guys? So, Evans currently is at 404. Uh, just in front of him at 401 is Julio. And just behind him at 405 is Amari Cooper. And I would rather take those two than Mike Evans. I've currently got Cooper ahead of him. Um, that might change. I do have Evans ahead of Julio, though. And uh, we talked about that a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. I would rather just take Julio, and that's why I'm okay missing the boat on Evans because it's really just the guys getting drafted around him. And I'm just – and, yeah, and, again, if he ends up becoming like Thielen where he has to score touchdowns to be good, but in his case it's because he has so many mouths to feed. Sure. And I if, do think – And if that Tampa Bay backfield, if one of those guys has a really good season, it's got to hurt one of the receivers. It could happen. It could happen, I guess. But with Evans, though, I do think being touchdown dependent is a – it's not the worst thing for his skill set, though. Like, his right. skill set is I can be touchdown dependent and still be really good. We've seen him have double-edged touchdown catches several times. Yeah. Like, it's not – I mean, I would almost say that, like, if I, if I had to count on either an Adam Thielen touchdown or a Mike Evans touchdown happening this week, I'm more willing to count on the Mike Evans touchdown. Yeah. I mean, Brady's going to throw, you know, plenty of touchdowns again. I don't think it's going to be 40. I think that number drops down a little bit, but it could be in the 30s. I think it could be 40 because the extra game. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Fine. We're, you got you me know, with the extra game. You know how it's going to really throw us off after this year because everything's mm-hmm. going to have to be a point-per-game basis. Everything's yeah. has to be a per game basis instead of what did they do in a season? It can no longer be, oh, he threw for 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. Uh-huh. It's like, what was his per game pace? Yeah. It's going to be a headache. It's going to be what, a you know, will, will a thousand yards be considered a good season or not anymore? Got to do 1100 now. Yeah. It's the only answer. Or at, least, or at least 1050. I would go with. It's got to be, let's just make 10, 10, 10, 10. 10, 10, just 10 extra yards. Anyone can do 1,000, but who can do 1,000? <laughs> <laughs> My next one's Kenny Galladay. He's going in the fifth round right now. 
you're picking all of like my favorite players. I don't want anything like, to do with Kenny Galladay in New York year one. I just don't. And again, I don't care if he has a great season, if he's still Kenny Galladay from Detroit. Right. I'm not going to ha- have a piece of Kenny but Galladay. No, no, just, just like the, like I, I agree with you on Kenny Galladay for this year, but like just players that I truly do deeply love. <laughs> like just, I deeply have loved Mike Evans for a long old time. Yeah. Like literally since before he got drafted, I was watching because I was I had, curious. Cause I, I had watch. Evans. So my main league, I had Evans for his first three years in the league. Like, yeah. And then I guess since I, I lost him, <laughs> I just kind of, we've grown apart. Well, I, I remember I was looking up the, uh, cause I don't watch college football. So I was looking up Johnny Manziel yeah. highlights, see what all the Google was all about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who is this guy? And that guy was Mike Evans. And I'm like, I like this guy. And well, that's not pretty good, but no, Kenny Galloway oh, yeah. has been another I one, was, one of my favorite I was players. Ticked. I was ticked the Rams, St. Louis Rams, did not take Mike Evans. So I was like, who, this guy is a game changer. Who did they take? Was that? That was the Aaron Greg Donald year, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Well, they took Aaron Donald. They could have taken <laughs> number two instead of Greg Robinson, though. Yeah, because they had well, the two uh, pick and the 10th pick. Was it 10 or I saw it was 13? It might have been. Yeah, uh, it was a long range. time ago. But no, yeah, um, Kenny, Kenny Galladay, though. I mean, yeah, Danny Dimes. I'm, you know, I tell you what, I'm willing to get in the Danny Dimes boat. As a super cheap, he's got weapons. He's got weapons, but he has one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, if not the worst. And he's not very good either. And but. He, yeah, he's not good. <laughs> but he does have weapons, which is something that there's a lot of yeah. better quarterbacks cannot say. Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Dante Pettis. No, oh, Dante Pettis. They added John Ross. They have Evan they, Ingram. They added Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph. And then the main tight end there, Kelvin Benjamin. Of course. Yeah. Saquon Barkley's back. Saquon. Like, he's got weapons. So, I think for Danny Dimes, Kenny Galladay being there, I thought it was a great move by the Giants. I yeah. thought – I thought the, the, for the Giants, because you need to know this year whether or not Danny Dimes is any good. So, I thought right. for Danny Dimes, it was a great move. And for Kenny himself, Having though, Saquon back and having extra weapons could help Galladay out because it could help free him up. And he could, he could have a good year. And I'll miss him. <laughs> but I think Galladay opens up those other weapons more so than those other weapons open up Galladay. Yeah, that could be the case. Like, um, I think he is the one who gets the defensive attention, not right. let's account for Darius Slayton and leave Kenny Galladay open, you know? Yeah. I do kind of like what they did because they with Slayton and they add John Ross to it, even if John Ross yeah. is literally just to help take the top off the defense. Yep. Try and just – let's pay Galladay let's bring in some speed let's try and get eight people out of the box for Saquon and then just give him the ball uh this podcast has gone a little long and it is a Saturday night so here you go oh that didn't that (laughs) That didn't open very good at all that was terrible oh there you go (laughs) we're talking Uh, about Ruskies and now we're drinking the Brewskies yeah I've been been drinking the Brewskies right actually ooh, I do have a sip left and now I'm out. So my last receiver was Odell as well. Uh, so we shared that. We also have the same one in tight end. We each only have one tight end. And it's Kyle Pitts. It's the Wonder Boy. This is for redraft only. Yeah. And I right now he's currently at 507, according to Fantasy Football Calculator. And that's going to go up. Like he's going yeah. to cost you probably a fourth round pick. I don't want him this year. The only league I really am thinking about getting him, I'm not going to take him in the fourth, but – if I can get him in the fifth or sixth in my home league with our keeper settings, the next okay. year, it's what happened with J.K. Dobbins this year. I drafted him so I can get him, keep him in a value the next year. 
Now I ended up not holding on to Dobbins all year because I, my bench got tight. I had to make a cut. Dobbins wasn't really doing anything yet. Cut him too soon. Now someone else gets him at that value this year. He gets to keep him at, I think in the fourth round. Um, but that would be the only reason I would take Pitts in my home league is that maybe next year I get to keep him at a discount if he goes yeah, but off. I think, I mean, yes, if he goes off, then, yeah, that fourth round yeah. is probably a value. But, like – Well, I no, mean, this one will be – so it's a round before what I take him, right? Right, so, so if, if he's I'd going get him in the, the fifth, fifth, I'd get him in the fourth, and then it's like, all right, year two, right. now he should return you, like, round two value. But that's the thing, though. I think that, like, even if he goes off, like – Unless if it is a Kelsey Waller Kittle level of going off, then yeah, he goes to round two. But like, it could be a Mark Andrews level of going off, and he's still going to be a round four, round five pick, and you're not getting yeah. any value. You're it just could. getting di- you're just getting dibs right at that point. Like, yeah, you're saying, you well, I have dibs. dibs on in round four. Yeah, you know, you don't get value. Yeah, that's um, pretty much it. Uh, the that's only a good league, way to put it, I like that getting dibs. Yeah, yeah, you get dibs on him. You know, because you're not getting the value. Uh, the only league, and I do think I'm going to draft in this league just so I can say I had Kyle Pitts in case it did happen. Uh, we do a family league, and in mm-hmm. that league, a guy like Kyle Pitts is not going to get pushed up. Yeah. So I think in that, you know, only about two or three of us are are paying attention. You know, are football fans. It's a very yeah. fun league uh, for that very reason. I did terrible two years ago <laughs> in that league. Uh, so I think in that league, I'm going to get Kyle Pitts just to say I had him. But I mean, for me, he's my number seven tight end. Yeah, I've got behind I, Hawkinson, I behind hope, Goddard. I hope he keeps getting pushed up this year, so sure, someone else I'm has to. Someone else has to spend that third or fourth round pick, and that frees me up to wait back and get Hawkinson or Goddard later. I hope all of them get pushed up because I'm not taking those guys either. At, at the, yeah. I, I am not a uh, for years now. I have not been a mid round tight end guy. I'm usually I've not either. Been, I've Last always year, been a Waller like Kelsey level guy. Yeah, you know, a Gronk and Graham guy. Mm-hmm. Um, or stutter dud. Yeah. Stutter dud at tight end. That's how I've yeah. been for 10 years. Yeah. Last and year, literally my last three picks in the draft were my quarterback and tight ends, uh, <laughs> that's beautiful. two quarterbacks and a tight end to finish and then the draft out. Um, I don't draft kickers in my home league. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause they, they always uh, end up not making the team. Yeah, no, that's a funny story. Um, but no, so yeah, I quit I quit drafting him because three years in a row, the kicker I drafted did not end up kicking for that team by week one. Two of them got cut and one of them got like kicked out of the He was Josh uh Josh, was Josh Brown. Brown. Josh Brown. For, yeah. For uh for the Giants. He yeah. got kicked out of the league essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and then I had back to I had two kickers who got cut in training camp that I <laughs> But my home league, so we always get together and do it right so it's the one in-person draft that i do so we usually have to do it early like week one or two of preseason so we can act it's the only time we can usually find to get together for it so we do mm-hmm. it early in preseason so all my kickers kept getting cut anyways <laughs> so i stopped drafting kickers and just started drafting flyers which is what i should have been done doing all along anyways and then just dropping them dropping someone before the season started grabbing a kicker for week one stream kickers anyways so what's it matter yeah, that's what I do. Like, because you know, we'll do our online drafts. You have to take a kicker. You have to fill the slot. So mm-hmm. immediately after the draft, I will just drop my kicker and claim a flyer off waivers, and then wait till week one. Uh, I want to say both the guys that got cut were Eagles. I want to say uh, for some reason Caleb Sturgis came to my mind. Mm, I don't because you told me about the story. One was definitely an Eagle, but I can't remember 
who it was. If it was Parky that got cut before, oh, maybe before uh, Jake Elliott and Elliott came in. Yeah, that might have been it. I can't remember now. Like I said, Caleb Sturgis just came, like came to my head for for your story. It was when we were <laughs> it was in like three straight seasons. <laughs> it was the kicker that I had did not end up kicking week one for their team. It's like I am like costing people their jobs right now. Well, one guy did it to himself. But. Well, <laughs> that one wasn't your fault. <laughs> uh, do we want to try to do the running back usage thing, or do we want to save no. that? Okay. <laughs> we are we're gonna save that. Up. We have we have went a hot minute here. Yeah. Um. So we'll save that for next week. I would like to dedicate a, a decent portion of that. Yes. So I we'll do our that main next topic. week. Yeah. We'll focus yeah. on. Maybe we should stop getting so many topics for each show i think that's the move <laughs> I, I think we need to cut ourselves i mean this week we only had what three four well we then we added in the baker and hurts discussion and yeah we talked a long time about the dynasty trades yeah we just well, we're not gonna, we, we probably aren't gonna have any more dynasty trades i don't think yeah that's uh, dalvin at Cook's least probably not. out there <laughs> like i said uh, but, jordan, jordan love and mac jones for dalvin cook doesn't sound too bad to me <laughs> I if they were both starting but that's the thing he's got Brady Cam and Garoppolo yeah he can get through this year yeah but then what well it doesn't matter he's rebuilding <laughs> that's what they get these guys for he's got three first round picks over the next two years sure how many starting quarter how, okay this year's a bit of an exception this year there were five you know first round quarterbacks mm-hmm. we're not gonna it's usually what three at you most on a see, normal year, I'd say. You're saying Philly could be in the conversation. I think Philly is definitely in the conversation. Indy could be in the conversation. Oh, I don't think so. They're paying. They're, they paid up quite a bit for uh, for Wentz there. They could but still I mean, be in. They could still be in the conversation. Um, let's see. The Packers could be in the conversation. If Rogers no, going and love it's sucks. Love. It's love. It's love. They already. I'm just, I'm just thinking of who can be in the conversation right now. I mean, if you're going to throw the Packers out though, then you Denver. have to throw out there like everybody. Denver. Sure, Denver's a realistic possibly Houston. Now Houston. they'll have a first rounder. Yeah. Um, the Raiders maybe, but I think Derek yeah. Carr is probably them slotting in somewhere else as a starter though. Possibly. I like this uh, game. Car- Carolina. Carolina could be in there. Oh, so, Washington. Yeah. But again, how many how many quarterbacks are in the pool though? I don't know that. That's, but he has the like, best shot five? of getting the. There's always going to be one or two, and he's got the best sure. shot of getting them. Yeah. So, he he for sure can walk away with one because one of those is going to be the 101. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's going into this year is what like we thought game. the Jets were going to be last year. Yeah. Like the 101. And maybe they'll have the 101 is his to lose, and the Jets still manage <laughs> to lose. <laughs> the managed the Jets lost the thing that they get for losing. <laughs> You know, I think the Falcons are in the conversation for drafting a quarterback in the first round. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. That is a fun game. That's a Who fun else? game. Who else? Do we, hit, do we hit all? Oh, Pittsburgh. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Giants. <laughs> the Giants. The NFC, so the entire NFC East, except for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, half of the AFC East. With the Dolphins also pro- – oh, not the Jets anymore. They took that and half of the AFC West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope Herbert – How, hope many, how many years does Detroit have on with golf? Well, I think it's going to be a two-year thing, I think. And I think they should just say, we're going to suck with you. 
and then you're gonna go away, and that's what we'll draft. Yeah. I think it's a two year deal though. Minnesota. They could, they could draft one this year though and do the project thing. Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota, but again, I feel like Kirk does fill a slot somewhere else though. Yeah. Like you know, and, and Wentz also. I feel like like they're gonna take away the spot somewhere else. Probably yeah, Denver because Denver prefers just to bring in a veteran. But he can still draft a guy who, if they bring someone in to sit, sure, he can draft him next year still. Well, then just trade for Jordan Love right now. <laughs> like, why, why have a guy next year that's sitting when you have a guy this year that's sitting? And then have the guy starting next year. See what you got, you know? It, it, is, it is interesting. But, yeah, he's definitely – he's got the capital to – and if he trades away Dalvin Cook, he'll have even more capital to get – I mean, I've got a 2023 first-round pick still. <laughs> I got a 2023 third. <laughs> you got, got a 2024 first. <laughs> I'm going to have no motivation to even set up the rookie draft because I'm going to have you're not one involved. pick, one third-round pick. You're going to have the last pick. I'm going to have the Maybe three second twelve. to last pick. <laughs> Well, no, one of them will be Dylan, so I'll have an early third. Oh, that's one, true. One year I'll have an early third. The other year I'm going to have a late third. <laughs> I'll have the last pick of the draft. <laughs> the, com- the commissioner is just going to send a text. It's like, all right, guys, rookie draft is on this day. It doesn't work for me, but I hope it works for all you guys. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I have to text everyone when they're, it's their turn. Cause... Yeah, you have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> You have to watch. You're, you're literally the uh, SpongeBob meme, watching everybody else play. Yeah, I'm Squidward inside the tower. I mean, you're sitting there polishing your trophies. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. Collect them on the cash. Yeah, <laughs> there's no cash in this league, right? I keep forgetting to make it a thing. <laughs> well, of course. Okay, if you do it now, though, like I know, now I can't do it. Yeah, you. Yo, hey guys, I won the championship last year, and then I traded for Julio Jones. Want to make this a cash league? Well, we were supposed to make it a cash league after year one. Like going into year one, I said that. Like we're gonna play this year with no cash because we started it like just we didn't say it early enough. Mm. Next year we're gonna make it a cash league, and then I didn't. So, <laughs> so all right. Well, I think we should wrap it up for tonight. Yeah, and I guess then so. It is eleven o'clock on a yeah. Saturday night. Turn up, and we will. Uh, next week, we'll hit the running back, running back usage. Looking now, at, like I said, I'm not going to be here next week though. The Iron Man streak is over. Oh so no, a, already? Yeah, yeah. Well, unless we want to call it a bye week. I mean, it's week five. I don't know. <laughs> well, now we might still be able to find a day. We might. It, just, it, it won't be. Well, next week is Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. So it we'll probably do a weekday podcast. Either we can look and try and do it early or late. Uh yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah, we can talk about that. Because yeah. I'll be on the move. Um, so this will be my last podcast from St. Louis. Wow, look at you. Yeah. yeah. Next time you're podcasting, you're reporting live from Lambo. I'm gonna stare at Lambo while I record. Actually, no, I won't be able to see it from the closet. <laughs> you're gonna stare at lambo while you talk trash on jordan love the soon-to-be face of that franchise i would never talk trash on jordan love you just did we're living in the apartment complex <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no rogers is the guy he'll be there it's all that matters all right we're gonna wrap it up here uh before we start getting loopy because it's late we need some sleep and then we'll be back probably post 4th July. So happy early 4th of July to everyone. I'll be, I'll be 27 years old. This is my last uh, podcast as a 26-year-old. Wow. 
Yeah. That's big. 27 is not that great. Hey, it's my Mike Trout year. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah got big upside big, you know? big one for you yeah. but all right this will wrap it up and uh hope everyone enjoyed and we'll be back at it next week sometime for uh talking about running back usage <laughs>